PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. What is up, losers? Hop on in. We are going to Best of Town. That's right. Best of Cinema Crespity. So for June 2022 is here. I have bits from episodes 491, 2, 3, and 494. Let me tell you what you're going to hear for this best of. You're going to hear our reviews of Elvis in our most recent episode. You're going to hear us talk about the most recent episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're going to hear our review of David Cronenberg's Crimes of the Future. And you'll also hear us talk about the passing of Philip Baker Hall. How awesome he is, was, excuse, Wrestling Power King. And other media diet stuff from 493. It's all over the place. You're going to have a lot of fun. This is a great best of. You know why it's a great best of? Oh, but that's just my opinion. Maybe other things are better than this. How would you know? You'd have to go to patreon.com slash and sign up anywhere from one to $5 a month gets you the access you need to all the shows we do, all the fun times to be had. We have an episode on Independence Day that just came out. Uh, you can hear that at patreon.com slash Sign up, baby. Uh, here you go. We're gonna talk David Cronenberg body horror Vigo Mortensen also all these reviews are pretty spoiler free uh, except for the fact for the Elvis one he dead y'all uh, here we go sign up patreon.com slash so welcome to episode 491 of cinema crispy so 491 still having fun I'm chilling with Drew stick Hogburn what up dude how 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 are your insights feeling these days i mean how are your organs on and off on and off your, you know, your your insides are feeling on and off i mean i have good days and i got bad days right. sometimes my organs hurt sometimes they don't you think something maybe uh, i have nothing new, new gro- oh I no mean, <laughs> i mean i i may have new quote unquote growths inside of me but yeah. they're just kidney stones oh, <laughs> like, no, I, I know what they are <laughs> so there's those growths yes i've got those growths inside of me they, they could be trying to form something I new mean, who knows Probably not. Some sort of uh, cal- calcified organ that could then <laughs> like better produce no, or uh-uh. process. No, no. no. Um, maybe uh, no, my, yeah. my, my kidneys are functioning properly. I just have too much of certain things in my diet, which build up in my kidneys and then painfully come out. Good times. That's a body horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's real life. That's real life body horror. That's no, no one's gonna make a movie about a dude suffering through a kidney stone. No one. Unless they, <laughs> they find a way. Then when uh, a, a graphic birthing scene out of the penis of like a, a monster of some yeah. sort, then the last thirty minutes he has to kill his kidney stone monster. Now, that, that sounds like a Cronenberg movie. That does sound pretty crony. <laughs> It sounds pretty crony. It sounds like a younger crony. <laughs> um, in our Facebook group, Cromella, good old Cromella, put up his review of what he thought of Crimes of the Future. Yeah, what, what did he think? Uh, one I'll, thing I'll stuck know. out to me that I identify with, which is that the movie was both what he was expecting and what he was not expecting. Agreed. Uh, I think It that, was all of those things. And I think it's the movie's credit. Yeah. That, you know, we have all this Cronenberg 
that we've seen most of it. We've seen a lot of it, and we unfortunately we, we know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I'm drawn to it because it's so. It's, it's one. Of, it's like the car wreck. You want to lean in and be like, "Oh, what happened in here? Well, that, that, oh, why are those people fucking in the backseat? <laughs> <laughs> What's crash? What, the, what is this? Um, not available. Not available. To, yeah, so to stream not. or you can't even rent it. Can't buy it. Of course not. You have to get a physical copy if you want to watch Crash. That's crazy. Of course. That's a bummer. Um, uh, haven't seen and, this. And buying that movie probably puts on a list. Yeah, it might. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that's why they did that so we can keep track of the real weirdos. <laughs> um, like if you see movies like Crash, The Fly, uh, uh, um, uh, Existence, you, you, you're ready for a lot Dead of Ringers. The, Dead Ringers. You're ready for these aesthetics. You're ready for his weird world building. And, yeah, and uh, the the way he designs elements and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, his his tools of the trade, yes, and, and what he's interested in, which yeah. is uh, uh, as I was telling Drew on the way to the movie, penetration. Yeah, he's no, all no, about no. penetration. So, there's so much penetration in this movie, not the way you think, but yes. lots of penetration, lots of penetration, not what you think, but it's there, and uh, so we, we are ready for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we and it, the body horror and the body yeah. horror stuff. We were ready for it, and we got and the what we expected. Too. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, we got some great performances. Which is something that I don't necessarily expect from a Cronenberg movie because yeah. he describes himself as a lazy director in terms uh-huh. of actors. He yeah. expects his actors to show up and be ready and just have their thing because he's not going to contribute much. Which is well, and that gives great actors and actresses a chance to do their own thing. Yes, exactly. So it depends on who he's working with, and uh, having worked with Vigo now four times in a row has proved fruitful for yep. both of them. And now working with Leah Seydoux and um, uh, Kristen Stewart. Dude, Kristen Stewart killed it. She's so fantastic. She's doing this, this fast clip thing yeah. where she's like, I'm, the, I'm just the, very nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, this weird, half timid, but at the same time, like. Still kind of aggressive. Oh, about, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. She's like interested in what she wants, yeah. but she's kind of scared to ask for it. Um, it is a very specific energy she's bringing yeah. to this role, which is fascinating. And. Cronenberg in an interview was like, this lady's brilliant, so I loved working with yeah. her. I, you know, I'm sure wanted she, to work with her again. I'm sure she came up with all of it herself. Yeah, exactly. She, she shows up <laughs> prepared with that character, yeah. and Cronenberg is just like, thank God she, <laughs> she has a take yeah. on this as an artist. Um, yeah, and even uh, like all the things that Vigo was doing, I bet you he brought all that yeah. to the table. His the the way he's moving his mouth and the, like weird. like he's constantly choking. It seems like, like his his throat doesn't work properly. His throat's not working properly. And the breakfast chair's not helping. <laughs> neither is the the weird alien sleep nut. Yeah, <laughs> or, or just like an upside down like beetle. It's like a beetle yeah. with long legs attached to the ceiling that's like moving around. It's like it's not anticipating my pain <laughs> anymore. <laughs> That's so weird. The whole movie's weird. The whole movie's strange and weird, but it runs on its own like internal logic. Yeah. No, right? I mean it it it's in its own universe and it has its own rules and mm. you're just oh, you just got to accept it for what it is. Like there's yeah. not gonna, there's no backstory on why these things or where these things or how these things right. they're just they're just there and yeah. either you're in or you're out. We get very little explanation, right? There's one line about how humans have evolved beyond pain yeah. and that has caused issues. Um, so now people just like are constantly cutting into themselves and each other as an expression of sexuality yeah. uh, and, and desire. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a lot of that. It, it gets it gets. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, you know, a, a lot of the same 
centers in the brain get lit up for both pleasure and pain. So that's, so, what, so that's what they're doing here. You know, and, and it starts kind of meekly with just some people oh, that, lightly cutting themselves I, I, on their back. It, it gets fucking wacky. When, I mean, just heads up for uh, the pizza slicer that yeah, gets used uh, uh, on someone's foot. Yeah. And she's just like sitting there. Enjoying Watch out for the pizza slicer. Holy, holy, and the scalpels. Hey, Lots of scalpels. Um, a lot of the scalpel stuff with the machine, the Sark machine, yeah. which is wild looking. That, yeah, that, that is a Cronenbergian yeah. invention. That's like, as Cronenberg as it gets. Like, I'm really surprised that thing isn't like a monster in the alien movies. Yeah, right. <laughs> it kind of looks out of an alien thing, too. That's all he does. He, um, the, uh, the, the, when the arms start moving and it starts yeah. doing like it's like surgical it's stuff that obviously it's a CG at that point yeah. it's a little bit of CG that they're using and you can tell compared to all the other tacti- tactile elements of the film but they have a lot of the tactile parts just sitting around because yeah. yes. working on them yes exactly so there and like there's like guts that they're actually poking into yeah. um, so it's an interesting mix of like practical and, and, and digital but like when the blades are cutting into people um, that's digital it, it, and because yeah. it's digital it's like it's not getting me the same way as if they were showing um, like when the, the I think the foot and the the the, the pizza slicer yeah. that, I think uh, that was real a pros- foot real pizza slicer yeah that was like a prosthetic and, yeah and some real prosthetic yeah I was like ooh, ooh yeah. that looks gross all the know? prosthetic work in this fucking movie was insane it's, a, it's all it's all very very good and uh, and then also like part of that bed thing the way the, the hands like yep. the, the attachments Attached, to the hands yeah. that was real so yeah. so uh, like goopy and then his little the, that like frog translucent Dude, frog controller his, his weird like bony wormy breakfast chair yeah the like, breakfast chair man like that thing was like it looked like it was alive and like it, it was like bone on the inside with like this weird goopy flesh on the outside yeah like, and, what the fuck and it's making noises it's like yeah, uh, yeah. like I said it sounded alive it's making noises it's like it is weird this was bizarre and interesting <laughs> and, and definitely yeah. from like a singular point of view oh, yeah. like one person came uh-huh. up with all this weird oh, yes. shit yeah yeah you know? and it's David Cronenberg and it's a good old I've, I've seen I've seen his other movies yeah I've seen I, his movies I, I know what's going on here but then even then with the story itself it seems like they're setting one thing up and then it turns out to be about something else completely yeah i I don't want to give it away so i'm not going to say anything yeah like maybe maybe in a little while once we can start to get a little spoilery around yeah yeah in like a month or whatever hits streaming which will probably be pretty soon because it underperformed obviously and then i can call it by its alternate title yeah, <laughs> yeah. We discovered its alternate title after the movie. Like, oh, yeah. this is what this movie is actually about. Interesting. Yeah, it's like it's what it's Did, like. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, in all reality, watching the movie as a whole at the end, like it was totally telegraphed the whole time. Sure. I just that was, I didn't think that was an important part of this fucking plot. Yeah, like <laughs> like what is changing humanity and all yeah. that kind of stuff. There's like these macro things, but by the end of the movie, it seems like oh, this seems actually pretty specific. Like it seems to be uh-huh. saying one yeah. very specific thing yeah. right now. And uh, everything else that I thought was the important stuff, that's all the stuff that's not important. Yeah, it's all in service of, like, just dressing for what he really wants to yeah. say, which is, it comes through, like, in the last 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Kind of yeah, weird. Like, it's there, but they, he doesn't give you all the full answers until the characters get the answers at the end. Yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, I'm, it's I'm, wacky, man. I'm glad to get a new crimes, a new David Cronenberg. Definitely. The last one was Maps of the Stars, which, which was yeah, yeah. I didn't it's have, minor. I just was like, man, whatever. And then even before that was um, the, his uh, Sigmund Freud movie, Dangerous Method. Was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, he's making, he's an old man now making dramas, whatever, recreating yeah. the well, story I mean, of he, Freud and and and, and Carl, Carl Jung. 
I think what was going on was he. I think he was trying to finally make some money, Chris, because it's possible his movies make no money because his stuff with Vigo was more accessible than his early stuff and even this movie. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I I could pull it up. I I saw here. Let me pull up some quick uh, um, financial Cronenberg facts. You ready for some numbers here? Uh huh. Uh, let me hit you. His movies don't make any money. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, let me hit you with some numbers. Uh, but also, you got to take it into account time period as well. Exactly. Um, so first off, uh, Crimes of the Future came out in 770 theaters. Mm-hmm. So that's almost a wide release. Um, 1.1 million, which is about $1,400 a screen. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. It does sound about right. But like the theater we were in. Yeah. There's a couple people uh-huh. there besides us. Um, they, I, they were definitely more scarred than we were because they weren't moving after the end. No, like, I was just like, okay, the movie's over, cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay, it didn't go as far as I thought it would. Yeah. And we got up and then people were just sitting there too. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> what did we just see? What, was that, what does that ending mean? Um, here's Cronenberg's top five in box office. I, I'm assuming this is uh, uh, North America. Yeah. Is number five is Scanners with 14 million. Okay, and that's a long ass time ago. Yeah. So that's a that's that's an old fourteen million. Yep. Um, Eastern Promises, much more recent at number four, yeah. seventeen million. Mm-hmm. How much? The Dead Zone, Christopher Walken, yep. early eighties, twenty million. Number two, Vigo's Back, History of Violence, yep. thirty-one million. And then number one, of course, Brundlefly himself, The Fly, forty million dollars total. Um, well, yeah, because the, the the fly turned into a sci-fi classic. It did. It, that, that is a full-on classic. And the Eastern Promises is his most accessible movie he's ever made. Yes, uh, a little history of violence, I would think. Uh, yes and no. Toss-up, maybe between yeah. the two. Uh, they're both anchored by amazing Vigo performances. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. But one of them's got a butt-naked Vigo fight with a knife. Yeah. Well, no, he's fighting against guys with knives. No, right. That's even scarier. Yep. <laughs> and they're just like in leather, like leather boots uh-huh. and jackets and stuff. Like they're fully clothed. And he's just ball flopping around. And, it, and it's like wet tile <laughs> everywhere. Oh, it's like a hard, it's hard surfaces. Man, like if he was naked fighting in like a, a, a ball pit or a, a bounce house. Or, or a volcano. Or a volcano. Nah, that's going <laughs> the other direction. On a scale of a ball pit to volcano, where would you put the Easter Promises knife fight? Oh, I put it somewhere around the uh, uh, tile bathroom. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's intense. Um, Crimes of the Future. Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Oh, thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's yeah. fucking Cronenberg, man. It, it, for some reason, there, is it, it? And for some reason, it makes my brain do stuff. It, it, <laughs> it's enjoyable to watch. Weird. A uh, couple quick notes. I like how um, the movie does take like a kind of a genre twist about forty minutes in. I don't want to say what it is, but when it's like, I guess that when he gets to the crimes part of the yeah uh-huh. <laughs> of the title of the yeah. movie, I was like, oh yeah, crimes. I yeah. guess that's what we're doing here. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. And then. Um, I like how every location is decrepit. Mm-hmm. No matter where they go, place, every room, uh, every space looks like shit. Yeah, the future is not a good place. The Chris. future is bad. <laughs> Everything's peeling. You know, it's all it's all awful looking. Very funny. Like the the National Organ Registry. Yeah. Like it looks so sad and pathetic. That that's the whole world. That's the future. Yeah, that's fascinating. I love it. Uh, media diet stuff. Um, Obi Wan yep. Episode Three. Watched it, man. Vader's that dude. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Vader's that, Vader that dude. Vader's that guy. He's fucking scary again, yeah. man. Like, scarier than he's ever been in, in any I sort mean, of media, I, I think. As long as Hayden Christensen's not... Like, it. every time I see Hayden Christensen's face, yeah. I see Darth Vader, and I'm like, eh. And then, like, as as 
the longer Vader stays on screen, yeah. I start remembering the first three movies. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, Vader, Vader. And then at the end, I'm like, yes, Vader. But it takes me a while to get back into it because even... no- knowing that Hayden Christensen is underneath the mask ma- I, makes him a less I don't mind. Vader-y Vader. No, I don't mind that at all. Uh, having Hayden Christensen under there, it, we, we, have our, we have our youngest, like most fit uh, uh, Vader. Yeah, but he's not tall enough. Nah, they just they, they have not found a way to rig the suit so he can walk around without it being <laughs> obviously like like at the end of episode three yeah. he takes a couple awkward steps. That, I guess that's the birthing of him. Like when he's in the tank, he's just got all the makeup on anyway. Yeah. And then the sequence of them putting them together that was fun. Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> he, that was fun. The, dude lives as a torso in in a tank. That sucks. No yeah. wonder he's so angry all the time. Yeah. Um, no, I think because of like since it's such a directly tied into the end of episode three and his creation with yeah. the fire and then the callback with the fire on oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. I guess now we have to imagine it's not like he ever takes the robe off in, in episode four underneath the robe. Obi-Wan's all burned up on at least half yeah. his body now, uh-huh. uh, kind of reminiscent of, of Anakin. That's yeah. an interesting little uh, retcon that they're doing there. Um, like why not? We don't. We haven't seen. Yeah. We don't see Alec Guinness's yeah, arms at any point. Yeah. yeah, he could easily be a fucked up monster underneath yeah. all that shit. Yeah, and he disappears into a puff of smoke and turns into a force ghost. Yeah, so. he turns into a force ghost and Vader <laughs> like toes his clothes and toes his robes. Yeah. Like man, I've never seen that shit before. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm the, I'm the most powerful Sith master ever. I've never seen <laughs> that. That's fucking weird. Um, the uh, like I'm, I'm fine with with Hayden. Uh, because also then we get James Earl Jones as the voice. I was about to say, is is that actual James Earl, or is it, or are, I we, believe are we living in a digital AI, AI? I do not James think Earl. we've made the jump yet to digital I mean, AI they, James. They need to. That's going to happen because he's they, ninety they, something years they, old. They need to. Yeah. Because if I ever hear anybody else's voice in anything Darth Vader, yeah. I'm not going to be happy. Like honestly, I would finally understand the people who are upset at the ever changing Kermit the Frog voice. Yes. Because people got mad the first time it changed uh-huh. and they got mad again now it I changed it. now a couple years it. ago. I get it. I get it. If yeah. it's someone else with yeah. the with the voice effect, it's not gonna be the no. same. You gotta have that cadence, you gotta have that James deepness Ro- of his voice. It has to be James Earl Jones. I don't care who is underneath the mask, no. it has to be him. Yeah. Um, I like the shot. There is a shot of Hayden when when Obi Wan is oh, like his past yeah, is coming and, to him, and he's wearing the cloak, the cloak, and he's far away, and he, and does a sermon where he's like, "Yep, like that." Yeah. And I was like, "That's fucking. That's a creepy shot. It could just be because the shot itself is evocative and creepy. Like well, that, it's well, well done, I, but it, he lo- he looks fucked up there. Well, he, he, it's dead very, eyes. It, it's, I was about to say it's very Sithy. Yes, it's like, very Sithy. It, it, like it's more of a hallucination of what Hayden Christensen would look like if he ha- if he wasn't you know completely scarred to shit right. underneath the mask. I mean, look, the guy. He's now he's a uh, he's like almost forty years old. He's he's a man. He's 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 age. He has experience. He can embody uh, a fucked up Anakin. He's at the right yeah. age to play this type of character. He was. Not not trained enough to work with George Lucas of all people to play Anakin. The accent choice master. Like, what is this choice master? Can I? Can I speak? And George, George and, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and George is like, fine, just faster, yeah. just say faster, master, master. Go. Why would you? <laughs> and then when they they replay dialogue from from the prequels, and it's uh, and he, you hear that accent, it's like, oh, that's brutal. That's that was a brutal choice. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, know. so is Jar Jar Binks. So yeah, that, that series is full of brutal choices. Um, but in this, I mean, bringing Vader back uh, back around this way, he's such an incredible badass, and the the, the him chasing Obi Wan through the mine and, and just all murdering that, murdering people for fun. Yes, dragging that lady, just choke, yep. dragging a lady. Oh, through. wait, she's dead. I, I guess I'm done with her. Yeah, I guess <laughs> this one's not bait anymore. Yeah. yeah, just breaking a kid's neck. It was just a kid broke his yep. neck. You're just like, 
Kirby was like, and then the Inquisitors are standing back like, this dude's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're fucked up, but this guy. Oh, yeah, he's the epitome. This guy. Fucked up. This guy is scary. I um, mean, Chris, he, he murdered an entire planet of Jedi children. That's true. That's true. He murdered. He murdered. He, he, he's been doing a lot of murder. <laughs> he's been murdering for like a decade now, yeah. straight. And it's not enough because he's looking for his ultimate prize, Obi-Wan. Time has made you weak, Obi-Wan. Yes, his Obi-Wan <laughs> is slower. I mean, we got a Vader who's been like doing this All for a decade. for 10 years. Yes, and then Obi-Wan had to dig up his lightsaber out of yeah. the desert. And he was not ready. His his reticence to turn on his lightsaber is very palpable. No. Um, well, I mean, and then when he finally does turn on it, he's like just well, flailing for his life. A, he... he he regrets doing this to Anakin. Yes. B, thought Anakin was dead. Yes. Now, now to find out, not only is Anakin alive, but he's gone Sith. Yeah, he's a monster. And, and he's more powerful than ever. Yeah. Fuck. He's like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. This is all my fault. This is all my fault. I fucked up. Yeah. Uh, uh, so obviously we're building up to a Liam Neeson reveal. Uh, where he's oh, like, man. I want, I, I want, I want fucking taken to come back yeah. so bad he's gonna be like listen to me obi-wan you're, you're going to be taken i, 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 I want qui-gon <laughs> to show up with fucking tiny bottles on his knuckles <laughs> there are wolves coming and you're going to be taken but it's fine because i'm here because i'm here now but first let me tell you a joke i finally found a sense of humor in the afterlife you know what he's gonna do he's gonna show up as a blue force ghost and yeah. he's gonna find a log to sit on because uh-huh. that's what you do when you're a force ghost you sit so, down because you're tired yep or, or you laugh with others force ghosts yeah they're like <laughs> Too old, too old to save the girl. Um, are we gonna get Yoda? No, where's Yoda this whole time? He's chilling on Dagobah. Like I ain't doing shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's hanging out, waiting for waiting for Luke to grow up. Yeah, he's like Vader's out there. Whatever. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm on a swamp system, hanging out with these uh, snakes, waiting for someone yeah. to bring me some Snickers or something. I'm trying to find some trim up on this bitch. Yeah, he's the <laughs> one trying to find trim. You got us in our forty eight dollars episode. <laughs> don't understand why we're talking about trim so much. The um. Yes, mm. I haven't had in 200 years. No, no, I've had trim. Must find. I help you find Anakin. You help me find trim. Yes, good. That's a way different movie. Way different movie. Way different. Way different movie. Uh, and obviously, you. I mean, Ewan's great. He continues being great. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying. He, he's Obi Wan. He's Obi Wan. He's full on. Like at, at, up until a certain age, he will be Obi Wan, and then it goes to Alakin. Yeah, and then he wakes up one morning yeah, and it's like Alakinus. I've aged forty years <laughs> overnight. <laughs> they're, but, gonna have, they're gonna have to do something where like he gets attacked by like a force lightning and it ages him or something. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but until then, like yeah, no, Ewan McGregor's a great Obi Wan. He's a fantastic Obi Wan. Um, I'm liking the girls, Leah. She's like a fine Leah. I, I'm not, I'm enjoying the building out of Leah's childhood story a little bit here. I get it. You know, it's a character we've never explored no. in any way. Um, and there's this whole thing too about people are trying to figure out how this sort of breaks canon with episode four because so we have this whole now it's Leah and Luke uh, I'm not sorry Leah and Obi-Wan doing this whole adventure together Um, episode four starts with him getting that message out of R2 and it's like Leah saying, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars. Now I'm calling you to help me, you know? And then when he looks at the message, he doesn't, like, betray any recognition no. of Leah. Um, he doesn't betray not knowing her, but he doesn't really say, like, he does know her. But then later in the movie, when they save Leah on the Death Star, Luke shows up, 
Um, he's like, Ben Kenobi's on the ship. And he says, Ben Kenobi. Yeah. And she goes, Ben Kenobi's here. Like, she... She knows Ben Kenobi. Now she, she knows, knows Now she knows Ben Kenobi. And she is calling him Ben throughout yeah. the show. I don't think she would even... Would he, she even know him as Obi-Wan? Because um, Bale... But, but no, how does she know that he's Ben? That's how she knows he's Ben, yeah. right? Because they met when they were younger. Because Bale, her father, Bale Organa, would never have called him no. Ben Kenobi. He's she, Obi Wan to yeah. him the whole time, uh-huh. right? N- not just Obi Wan, General Obi Wan Kenobi. So, <laughs> what, so what I think really happened in in that original movie is maybe just a little bit of somewhat sloppy writing. A movie that got found in the edit anyway. No. Um, they, they didn't think they were going to be making these movies for 50 fucking years, no. right? So the, it, there's a little bit of sloppy writing sure, there. They weren't even sure they were going to make another one. Exactly. They were like, can we even make Star Wars yeah. 2, The Further Adventures of Luke Starkiller? <laughs> like, are you sure we should change that title? I think we should change that title. And um, the uh, I, I think it's just modern writers now taking advantage of these like holes. In the plot, in yeah. The, yeah, that weren't meant to be filled in anyway. No. And like, oh, let's fill it in. Dude. No. She knows Ben Kenobi, so let's find out how she knows Ben Kenobi. Um, anyway, I also think people who like really try to like nail down the lore like that. It doesn't matter. You gotta take the, it's all made up bullshit anyway. E- exactly. It's made up. You got to take the comic book reader approach and where a new writer comes yeah. in and they kind of come up with their own thing exactly. a bit. They take what they it's, like to discard the rest. It's like the Tolkienites. Yes, guys. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Chill, bro. He was just a dude. He went to war. He was like, this is fucked up. Let me write about it. I'm going to write a book about it. Everyone was like, yeah, I'm shit's also, fucked up. I'm he was also like, a little racist. Like, yeah. I'm going to write about orcs. <laughs> orcs are bad, guys. <laughs> Stephen Colbert, no. The, the elves are so fine and the dwarves are fine as long as they're white. They're white. They're very white, white, white. Oh, they're so white. Those elves are so white. Ain't no black elves. Where are the black elves at? We can't have a black elf. Why not? <laughs> Why not? That's what I want to know. <clears throat> Obi-Wan's a good show so far. Yeah, and we're enjoying already, it. I'm already halfway over, too. Halfway done. That's pretty wild. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, I was looking for Cronenberg stuff to watch this week, either... Of the few that I haven't seen or rewatched something, right? Like mm-hmm. Crash wasn't available. I was like, damn, I haven't seen that in a minute. I don't think I've seen it since college, really. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe I've seen that movie more than once. <laughs> Have you? No, I think no. I've only seen it once. I'm trying I'm I've trying to get my second viewing in. I've seen it more than once, unfortunately. Um, but I did rewatch um, The Brood. No, not a rewatch. This is the first watch. The Brood. I have not seen The Brood. It's one of his early ones, and it's about... Uh, uh, it's a, it's his divorce film. Okay. Because he got divorced at this time. It was acrimonious. So it's a movie about um, a divorced or a separated couple, anyway. They're in the process of it. They have a shared child. Um, but she is in some sort of like hospital where they're doing uh, it's for therapy, but now they're introducing a new uh, physiotherapy and it's psychoplasmics. Mm. <laughs> and cool. and uh, so this doctor is like changing these people, their, 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 their bodies in a way. And the lady, she becomes like the prized uh, disciple sort of because she ends up uh, with these, like you don't see it till the very end. 50, 40 year old spoiler for the end of this movie. At the end, it's revealed that she has like an external sack, like a, yeah. a natal sack. And, uh, and then she has like, she rips it open with her hands and pulls out the goopy baby and starts like licking all the shit off it while their horrified ex husband watches her, her crazy, he knew he, she was crazy the whole time yeah. sort of a uh, 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 wife. And then these babies that she births are the brood and then they go out there they're all deformed and fucked up and go around killing whoever she's mad at so oh. she's mad at someone <clears> psychically <throat> then they just go out there and kill yeah. them so throughout the movie people are just being killed by these little like gymnast babies with fucked up faces and then later they kill one where one of them dies so there's a whole autopsy scene where they're looking at this like deformed innards and talking about how fucked up it is it's kind of reminiscent of yeah. the crimes of the future stuff mm-hmm. in there you know 
Um, it, it's good. It's goopy. It's good. It's it's Kramer versus Kramer, but with gore. <laughs> but wet. Yeah, but wet and gross. Um, that is on HBO Max. <clears throat> okay. I wanted to rewatch. Uh, no, I wanted to watch Rabbit. That's another one I hadn't seen. One of those early ones, but it's available only on like Cinemax or something. No. I'm like, I'm truly maxed out right now on streaming services. Um, and Butterfly is another one I hadn't seen, which doesn't have good reviews anyway. But it's Jeremy Irons. Um, and uh, that's not available anywhere for rent or buy or nothing. It's crazy. Spider, have you seen that one? Ray Fiennes, that's early 2000s. That's the first Cronenberg I had seen in a theater. And I saw it at the Enzian Theater. Ron B, Long Beach, Englewood, oh. obviously, is the one who's like, come on, of there's course. a Cronenberg movie, let's go see it. Yeah. And it's his first, like, not his first, but it's one of his pure drama, not body horror. It's all psychological. Yeah. Um, I had not, I have not seen that since uh, the early 2000s. Not available anywhere. Fuck you. You want to watch it? Fuck you. Go read a book, is what what they're yelling at you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we're doing a whole new episode of Cinema Crest So that's your guy, Benjamin. Chris Cresco. We are chilling in the midway. We got games. We got fun. We got prizes. Step right up. You want to play the the, the three ring toss? You want to play the bucket balls? Do you like the game where you you throw the, the little ring on the sea of like bottles? And it's just like, beep, 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 clinking around. You're hoping it lands on one of them. Never lands. What's up with those games? They're all rigged. A lot of them are. Are least. they rigged or yeah. are they just like really hard games? Most of them are rigged. And then they also do a thing like, oh, you finally won. You get to choose from one of these small, mm-hmm. small prizes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you won one of the big ones. I mean, if you really want, Chris, if you really want to be super depressed mm-hmm. about the fair and stuff like that, mm-hmm. go on to Amazon mm-hmm. and look for those stuffed animals and find out how much they cost in real life. Oh, yeah. And all the. <laughs> I mean, you should be able to, like, you probably ask a car to, like, hand him 20 bucks by getting me one of those things. Like, all right, here you go. Dude, those things cost, like, $2 they're, they're nothing. They're so cheap. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the experience, Drew. I want to stand sure. in some sawdust and have some sweaty guy yell at me. Uh, some sweaty, me undereducated man. To who, be like, don't who, you want to impress your lady? Who may or may not be having butt sex with the local prostitute because that's her special hole. Well, that's yeah. She saves it for the. You mean the, the not the local <laughs> prostitute, the the prostitute with the with the carnival. I'm not sure if they're with the carnivals anymore. At this point, it's, it's old timey. Well, well, yeah, they, oh yeah, that's old. That is old timey. <laughs> they don't have the the tent girl like yeah, step right up, yeah, gentlemen. No. For for quarter, you can see more than more than the South South Carolina, if you know what I'm saying, gentlemen. Come on on down. Like, what's that? What does that mean? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I don't understand. I, should, I guess he's in gear. Here's the here. Take the money. God damn it. I'm in. Where's the where's the geek? Where's the chicken guy? <laughs> I got my I got my geek nickel ready to go. Um yeah, so we're opening the carnival. It's gonna be pretty awesome, guys. I hope you hope you're you if you bump up to the, the twenty dollar Patreon tier, then you can get uh you can be one of our carnies. You can pay to be a carny. You can pay us to be a carny. <laughs> you can okay. pay I mean to get in. You pay us to get in to be a carny. You get you get the prime carny spot, right? Or attraction or, you know, stand of your choice. And then from that point forward, you're just an employee of the carnival. You're making money. Now you're making money. That's how being a patron. Come on. Carnival Crespedizo. Ooh, see? <laughs> see? That works, man. That's a great idea. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> this episode is Carnival Crespedizo. That's, that's an idea worth saving. 
We're going to have rides. We're going to have the, the Tilt-A-Whirl <laughs> spinny ride thing. <clears throat> we'll have some of the, uh, oh, you know what? I bet you we can get that, you know, that that 400-foot drop ride no, that, that they shut down over there. Yeah, we can get that on the cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get that uh-huh. shit discounted. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It'll be awesome. I mean, you might not survive it, but yeah. We'll, we'll be like, all the <laughs> all the safety locks have been loosened on this one, guys. Step right up. Everyone, all shapes and sizes. We don't discriminate. If you want to die, <laughs> and then go for it. Oh, it'll be the first suicide park. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I like it. Carnival Crespity. So no, safety. Sui- no safety on none of the rides. Yeah. It's a suicide park. Uh-huh. Uh, just sign this waiver and have a nice day. Most people would show up just to get the funnel cake. Like I, I'm doing it the, long, the slow way. <laughs> little do we know it's poison. Little they know it's poison. They die when they get home. Oh man, are we poisoning the funnel cake? I mean, you said it's a suicide park. We need some. Repeat customers, though. That's a murder. <laughs> if we poison them, that's murder. We need no. Them. If, they, if they eat it, we it's need suicide. no. We need like, if they knowingly eat it, it's suicide. No, we need like diabetics to show up and eat the extra sugar coated. Well, we should just start funnel cake until they then. fall. Yeah, there you go. Crespodisa cigarettes. You, you, now nah, you're getting cigarette crespodisa. Now nah, you're nailing. Now nah, you're nailing it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, you're getting it. Um, the Crespo Tobacco <clears throat> Core LLC. Because if we know anything, Drew, we know that people like coming back for more punishment. Yes, which, they like pain. Which is why Jurassic Park Six, Jurassic World Three, whatever you want to call, it, look it up. <laughs> How much money did this oh. goddamn movie make this weekend? Look, can you pull oh, up a top sh- five sh- box sh- office for me? I want to see how much Top Gun made, and I want to see how this is what 140, 150 opening weekend. Jurassic World Dominion came out this weekend, and the people turned out for it. Because of dinosaurs. Because dinosaurs. And because we all like Jurassic Park. And we want the movie to be good, even though it's not. Uh, 143 million. 143? Top Gun made another 50. Another 50, so it went from 80 million to 50 million? Yeah. That's incredible. Uh-huh. 393 total war. Wow. Wow. Good for Top Gun. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion is sort of an anti Top Gun Maverick. But, it, it, but it's trying to do the same thing that, Tom, that Top Gun Maverick did. Well, well, because well, Stop Gun Maverick showed up with like a story, yeah, and, correct. And this thing showed up with like here's a handful of subplots. Here's here's a bunch of subplots with one MacGuffin that's also a character times two that's going <laughs> to tie it all together. It's oh boy, so we f- got a girl and a dinosaur that are both the same. Girls and dinosaurs and and mutations. If you <laughs> if if you wanted a dinosaur movie that was all about human cloning and big bugs, then ladies and gentlemen, we got the dinosaur movie for you. <laughs> Dude, the first minute and a half was the best part of the movie. Yes. Yes, for a second I was think I was tricking myself, is this movie going to be good? <laughs> well, dude, like when 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 they did the the wedding doves and the fucking, oh my god somebody, somebody swoops in fucking eats it right in the middle it, everybody screams yeah. like I laughed out loud I was like is this movie going to be great is this actually gonna work it starts as, <laughs> and, a, as and it doesn't as a news report and now this news report footage of just people trying to coexist with dinosaurs and how if, poorly it's going if you can if you can just find that news report that's really all of the movie you need to watch that's the best part of the movie that's uh, hands down the best uh-huh. part of the movie. <laughs> it's sad, isn't it? And then, and it's the first, like you said, minute and a half. <laughs> and then it's it's go, not that long. And it just goes downhill from there. And then it goes downhill from there. I, I meant to look it up. So this character, the bad guy in this movie is CEO Lewis Dodgson. A very boring... He looks like Tim Cook. Yes, he looks like he's a Tim Cook analog. He was like, I'm doing it for the good. And then you know he's actually doing I'm it I'm so money. evil. I'm so money hungry. 
He is apparently apparently is the rival CEO in the OG Jurassic Park, but I do not I do not remember him. I do. That's what I read. Oh, I, I just watched the OG Jurassic Park. So did I. I don't remember him. I don't remember rival uh, uh, CEO. No. Anyway, I should look more into that, but I didn't because uh, fuck this they, movie, they, man. They probably just said Biosyn and like some weird throwaway line. That yeah, I don't and then he's like on a screen somewhere. He's like shake wagging his finger, like we brought that character back, and like that. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, because we have to also because we need a sixth movie. We need a sixth movie, and we're oh, we're gonna talk about the 21st century iconic duo of uh, Chex Notes, Owen Grady, who and what's her name? Huh, Claire? I think her name's Claire. I don't know what you're talking about. The how how do we have three movies with these (laughs) with these characters? Oh, Chris Pratt and uh, Crispy Pratt. Yeah, uh huh. And Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. How do we have three three movies now with them as sensible leads? We barely know their names. What are their, what are their features? Don't care. Chris Pratt, my, my, Chris Pratt communicates with dinosaurs mentally. My question is, like, the big dinosaur fight? Like, I don't remember two of the dinosaurs. The big di- the big dinosaur fight? What, the three-way the the yeah. three fight at the yeah. end? I, I don't remember where those two, other two dinosaurs came from. Well, they all got herded, remember? Well, yeah, but, but like... Oh, earlier in that, the movie? That was supposed to be... Like, that dinosaur fight scene at the end was supposed to be the three big dinosaurs from the franchise all duking no, it out. No, I think I think they were all... Yeah, no, it's T-Rex, yes. right? It's the OG T-Rex oh, in the yeah. final dinosaur fight. But the other two dinosaurs, I think, were introduced in this movie. No, I think they're I think they're throwback. I think they're the main bad guys from the other ones. Really? I, I thought do. one of them was the... No. Isn't the new one the gigant... The gigantosaurus? They, they, they called one of them that. Previously, no, in this one, yeah, that's what that was the big one, or the biggest, yeah, but I think the biggest the, predator I, I that think, the land has think, ever seen. I think those, are, like I think those are from are the previous they? movies, you, you just like don't the, remember them. the previous J World movies yes. or J Park? I don't know, J World maybe. I didn't watch any of the Jurassic Park movies either. Uh, you mean rewatch or just watch in general? Watch in general, the second and third. I, I, I didn't, you never even saw them. <laughs> Jurassic World Part 2 is more the same. They just had they had more dinosaurs, but the big bad still Velociraptor and T Rex, and then you know, uh, man, yeah. mankind poachers. Yeah. Um, third one, they go back and they add pterodactyls. Yeah, so that's when they add flying stuff. Yep, uh, and William H Macy. But then I think yeah, but I think T Rex is still like a big bad guy. And then the fourth one when Jurassic World is when they start like making them. Remember they had the yeah. Indominus Rex. That's what they should have done. They should have brought that thing back. If you're talking I thought, about, I thought they killed it. Oh, yeah. Did they only make one of them and they killed it? Oh, see, you can't be doing that. Well, these movies are like, oh, well, I found a sample. We made another one. Life finds a way. I don't know. It had a baby. They're always like uh, uh, messing around with that kind of trope in these fucking stupid movies. Um, all these movies are bad. Yeah. All of them. They're all like various levels of bad. Yeah. And and all trafficking on goodwill and good vibes from that first one that mm-hmm. is now 20, 30 years, and, almost 30 years and old. And the only one that's been any good. Any good. That's a damn good movie. <laughs> that movie's so good. Spielberg made another one. I was like, oops, not. <laughs> and, and I, just, I just had the touch and, and, at that and, time. And then they made another four, and they were all like, eh. Well, at least he didn't make them. He's like, oh, hands off. You guys have fun with this shit. You Jaws it up all you want. Yeah. It's like the Jaws movies. They're all bad. The Jaws ones, so I feel like they get worse. Uh, whereas... They don't get more expensive. In this case, they get worse that's, and more expensive. That's true. They get worse and probably cheaper. The Maybe the second one costs more than the first one. Um, yeah, these movies that get more expensive. This one's the longest one of them all. 
You see it. There's a lot happening in this goddamn movie. They're all over the well, place. They're in fucking Malta and shit. Listen, this one is lots of fire. That was cool, too. I'm not going to lie. You know, that part was cool. Handful of things I like about this movie. Uh, flame locust. Fire locust is cool. Fire, yeah. fire uh-huh. locust cloud. Giant fire locust cloud. Giant fire locust cloud <laughs> is cool. Agreed. That, that was that was enjoyable. Um, there's like a handful of moments, like little pieces where usually just a character who finds himself singularly hiding from a dinosaur. Yeah. And they're like, uh, you know, uh, hiding in the water or doing something like that. Like those singular, okay, yeah, this is effective, like a little suspenseful shit. But overall, man, this movie has like, it's just a bunch of... It's so boring. Why? Because well, I wanted it to be over so fast. I, it should have been over faster. But two hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> I wanted it to be over like halfway through the movie. It's the story of the clone girl character introduced at the end of the last movie. And technically a clone dinosaur. And then a clone dinosaur. But that's even that. That's a, that's a MacGuffin within a MacGuffin. They're just like related MacGuffins. They're, they're both characters. Yep. They're, Named characters. With, they're both named characters and are both MacGuffins. And they're, they're actually, Chris, they're both the same MacGuffin. Yeah, that's true. They are the exact same. B.D. Wong needs them both <laughs> for separate but same reasons. Uh, B.D. Wong looking good with the, with the long hair. We're doing the long hair B.D. Oh, yeah, Wong this time. He's, he's post Mr. Robot. He's like, man, I look really good in heels and long hair. <laughs> so I can rock, I can rock <laughs> this. Well, he knew that's a Zen Butterfly, apparently. I had no idea. Um, yeah, he. it's, you know, it's while it's nice seeing these actors come back, it's nice seeing B.D. Wong and, of course, uh, Laura Dern and it, Sam Neill. It wasn't worth it. it. Was, because they're not giving anything that great. They're like, all right, we got them back. What are we talking about? Same shit. Uh, 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 biotech firm manufacturing giant <laughs> bugs. That's the movie we're doing. I thought we yes. were doing. We're not nope. doing. We're not doing dinosaurs are amazing and, and all inspiring and dis- anymore. And, and, de- and destroying the planet. And destroying the planet. No, where they're just background for like <laughs> all this other stuff. Yeah. And then sometimes velociraptors show up. I do like that lady, the the Han Solo ripoff. She's a, a smuggler who, yeah. who turns out she's going to work for the greater good. I've been seeing, no, the bad lady. I've been seeing a lot of that actress. The uh, Santos. Yeah. And then and then she has a standoff in the middle of the movie with this other guy who they talked about a bunch. He's like, he's undercover, this guy, we got it. And they, they have the standoff, and then the movie leaves them behind, and we never hear or see from them again. We nope. mean those people? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was just wondering if we were talking about yeah. the same person. Because yeah. they, they were black. She, he, he was blackish. She She was Asian? Are we talking about the same? This movie has like multiple <laughs> multiple story threads that, that, are, that doesn't matter at all. What about the uh, our CIA guy who was like heavily involved for the first ten minutes of the movie? The young kid who joins the CIA. Oh and, yeah, and he has all this information. Yeah, he's like, whatever happened to him? What happened? Gone, <laughs> right? Like not important whatsoever anymore. Get him out of here. And but then of course no, we need him to be like this is Rain Delacourt, and we learn about this poacher Rain Delacourt. He got his full name Rain Delacourt. Why, why is that name in my brain now? I'm sorry, his character's gone within yeah. thirty minutes. What, the, what is this movie? What is this movie? It's and then bad, they're like bugs. It's a bad movie. It's a bad. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie by Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> this, <laughs> this son of a gun! I tell you, this guy. It happens. How does how does he talk himself into these rooms, into these big budget movies? I, I, I hope he got his. I hope he had his next movie lined up before this one came out. He better. He better already be in like shooting in production of it right now because even oh, though well, it, no, actually, this thing's gonna make it's money. Gonna make so much money. <laughs> this thing's gonna make money. He's gonna get a, make something else. This son of. Great. We get more Contrevo. That's awesome. We should watch The Book of Henry. I don't know if you should watch it. I'm going to watch it. Let's see. Because that's that's the disaster movie that uh, got this, kind of got him fired from Star Wars. Because that movie came out and then Star Kathleen Kennedy were like, no, we don't want you. This person who made this, we don't want you making a Star Wars movie. Get okay. out of here. And um, 
although his script, his screenplay for episode nine is, uh, it's out there. People have read it and it's okay. okay. By all, by all intents and purposes, well, oh. for all intents and purposes, by all accounts, I'm mixing up my work, my idioms. It's okay. Okay. Um, probably definitely better than whatever Rise of Skywalker turned out yeah. to be that thing where they were like wow they're shooting the movie they're like well is she a Palpatine was she, yeah. she Skywalker are there, are, there, are, there, are there weird clones everywhere yeah, yeah. oh my god what's going on here the clones yeah. what's up with these movies and the clones I don't want to see movies about clones that's so boring this is boring this movie Contra was I like mean, it's, I'm it's making no, a Jurassic Park movie it's no worse than them explaining the force in the first three oh midichlorians yeah that's stupid I don't need to know about midichlorians <sighs> And then Ryan, you, have, you have algae living inside of you. Yeah, exactly. That, that give you power. And then Ryan Johnson's like, "No, no, we're gonna make it, bring it back to so like anyone can can have it. Anyone can be a force kid, whatever room." And then, uh, and then J.J. Abrams like, "No, no, change that, change it back." It's bad. So the uh, Colin Trevor was like, "I'm gonna make another Jurassic World movie. People like want to see a movie about dinosaurs, so let's make a movie about uh, the bugs and the biotech and a clone girl and and, uh, and a little bit of dinosaur and then and then some dinosaurs." And then some dinosaurs, but they, whatever, whatever, whatever with them. I did enjoy the animatronic stuff. Yeah, no, it, was, it was nice seeing animatronic dinosaurs again. Decent amount of animatronic puppetry work going yeah. on, like visibly uh, like practical stuff there. Um, everyone, everyone is kind of making fun of the. I don't know if I. I mean, I, in the moment, I thought it was cute, but I don't know. Everyone's making fun of the Jason Bourne moment where. Oh, the, dude. The. the uh, <laughs> Jason Bornosaurus. Yeah, Jason Bornosaurus. <laughs> uh, 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 what's his name? Owen Grady. He's having a. He's in a chase scene. He's being chased by a raptor through the streets of Malta. It's very borny. No, dude, the entire sequence is straight out of a Bourne movie. Yep. it's really weird. Yep. And then uh, what's his name? The the he he like drives his bike through a window, like from balcony to balcony or some shit. And then the and then the dinosaur is it him or her? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Dinosaur jumps. It does a Jason Bourne. Does thing. a Jason Bourne from, and then the camera's like right behind it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, is this on purpose? Are they doing this? I think. Like, I think. I think maybe they're like, come on, it'll be funny. Let's do it. Let's no, just, it's not funny. Let's it's just stupid. Let's just drop a dinosaur in a Jason Bourne movie for a second <laughs> and see what happens. It's like, man. All right, maybe if this was the whole movie, what if they set set out like, I mean, right, dinosaurs are around. Let's approach it like, like a Jason Bourne movie. I mean, I, I guess they technically they do have laser raptors in this movie. But yeah. it's not the laser raptors I want. They're raptors that are cued by lasers as opposed to having lasers or shooting lasers. No. Some of that, I guess, is the next logical step. There was a Spielberg Commission Jurassic Park sequel, Jurassic Park 4, I guess it would have been. This is early 2000s, where the screenplay got out and word was the uh, the dinosaurs have been militarized and uh, the movie would have started with like a commando raid, but with dinosaurs with like... Like guns and like weapons strapped to them. Wasn't there a cartoon like that in like the nineties or something? Probably. I think yeah. I think I want to say there was. Probably. I want to I, I want to see that movie. Yeah, probably. But that, that's what it would have been. I, Having I, I the... want to see a Spielberg war movie with dinosaurs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> with fully weaponized dinosaurs. Now having. Now, I haven't got at the time people were like this is a terrible idea, but now having gotten the movies that we get. I think uh, we I think down, it's a better idea. We went down the wrong path. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> as a nature, as a people, as a culture, uh-huh. we went we went went down the wrong yeah. dinosaur path. I agree. And that's a bummer. I think maybe a lot of our world's problems maybe stem from that, <laughs> <laughs> from not choosing militarized dinosaurs. Yeah, from there from there forward, uh, you know, just a lot of it's a bubble butterfly effect of, okay. of a bad world. Gotcha. Where we end up now with Jurassic World Dominion, yeah. which uh, is fine. It's the end of this whatever this is this trilogy, the Jurassic World trilogy. That's what Universal's saying. Okay, good. 
This is it. So they could put Jurassic Park on the shelf for 20 years and come back later. Well, in 20 years, they got a theme park. They got merchandise. They got to juice the machine, baby. They got to figure something out. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. You know what they'll probably do? Jurassic Park Jr., the cartoon show on Netflix. Jurassic Park Jr. <laughs> yes. You can produce that quick. Get the kids in. It's animated. All right, it's animated. Yes, you can produce that quick while you develop your Jurassic Park Disney Plus series. Okay. That, that's, I bet you that's where to go next. Finding great success with Star Wars and Marvel there. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, but they're not going to pump the same kind of money to Jurassic Park the show. I don't know. They can't for Star Wars because it fucking sells. Start using, you start finding out, you find a good artist to get in there, get in, get in some puppets, get in some volume work. No, no, I can see them. I can see them making a six episode, sixty million dollars for a six episode run, ten million dollars an episode, uh, which is like kind of the average I think now for prestige, quote prestige TV. No. Um, probably what they're spending on these Star Wars movies. I think if they give them the same, similar budget. Oh, Star Wars stuff looks good. You yeah, know? But Star Wars stuff also sells. People want it. Yes. Well, $140 million. The problem is it's probably going to have not that great word of mouth. So unlike, you know, that Top Gun Maverick, oh, man, what if like three weeks from now Top Gun is is higher number in the box again. office chart? Well, it's not number one, but higher than... Uh, oh, it will be. That's be, I hope so. Than Jurassic. It fun. should be. It's a better movie. It's so, God, it's so, it's so much good. So much good. It's so much gooder. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion bad review from from us. Um, speaking of Disney Plus series, is Obi Wan Obi Wan up four. Saw it. That's some that's some good stuff, man. Obi Obi Wan's getting his groove back. Obi Wan's finally getting his groove back. He's finally using a lightsaber. He's playing he's playing baseball with those lasers. Yeah, he, he he walked around on on the girl's shoulders in, in the trench coat thing yeah. to make him look like one person. Yeah. That was pretty funny. You know what? From the front, from the front view, not convincing. When they, when they did the side shot, I was like, okay, yeah, like okay, that works. Yeah, okay. Like I can see how. From it depends on the angle. From the side, yeah. yes. From the front, no. Like you're clearly hiding someone <laughs> under that. And then to be fair, it didn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, they, they got busted. Because uh, Reva was 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 I supposed to know Reva's who, badass. who those pilots were? That uh, died. They were. They, I, I think they, they were. They were introduced very dramatically. Like I should know them from somewhere. Oh man, maybe they're from some emanated. They could be some. They could be Clone Wars because they happen to know Space Cube Junior. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Who's now in this in the yeah. in this in the in the Space or Wars universe? Spice Cube Junior. Spice Cube because he's, <laughs> he's smuggling spice. Only Space Ice Cube. Space Ice. Spice Cube. <laughs> That makes him sound like he joined the Spice Girls, <laughs> or maybe he's hanging out with Dune with the Dune folks. The, the, or then makes you also think of Dune folk because it's Star Wars. We're, we're working on this. We'll come back to it. We'll, we'll consult with O'Shea himself and, and see what he says. Um, I, he he they know they knew him. Yeah, I don't know. It was like oh shit, it's like Elliot. Yeah, and they were like Wade's dead, and I'm like, should I know who Wade is? Well, he's the dead one. So, well, yeah, so but that's, that's all I know. But why why did they name him? They they don't name them if they die unless they're important. Uh, because he's important to that person. If you say so. Maybe I just missed the detail. I've only watched the episode once. Man, maybe I was on my phone for something, but it's fine. I was on my <laughs> phone for none of the Darth Vader shit or uh, oh, pretty, lightsaber shit. And the the whole thing where they're like breaking down. This is our, our location, and we're gonna break yeah. into here. What's below that? I don't know. No one's ever been down there. It's a goddamn well, mystery to us. Let's find out. And then and then the ultimate reveal. What's down there is bro. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. I like it. I'm enjoying it. 
Uh, Only two more episodes. So is Hayden? They like doing them every time you see. He's uh, just in a back to tank. It's yeah, awesome. with the, with the thing on his face. I love it. He's got all sorts of shit on his I'm body. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> I don't want to see his stupid Skywalker face. He is. He is. Uh, Earning, earning the right to be Darth Vader by being like, yes, just give me all the prosthetics yeah. and I'll do all the grunt work uh, so I can actually be Vader. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm loving, I'm loving Vader in the show. You know what I noticed too? I like how um, this show is the most seemingly like cinematic of the show so far, and uh, what they do is. Um, each episode instead well, it of it depends on the episode, dude. That fucking samurai episode of Mando with oh, yeah, no. was fucking bonkers that, cinematic. That was a great, that was a great, <laughs> great episode. Who directed that one? Who, who directed that? Was that a Deborah Chow? No. Was that a Bryce? That? No. They got so many great directors no, working exactly. on, this, on this goddamn show. Um, no, the, the other shows have had amazing episodes, but uh, on a whole, they're treating Obi Wan yeah. in a very special way, and I think that's evidenced by each episode. Instead of ending, all the other shows have ended with the show art and the theme, which is very cool. Yeah. I love looking at all the show art. The, this show ends with the directed by yes, blue <laughs> credits over static stars. Um, it's just the old school uh, closing. Um, I think it's cool. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Only two episodes left. Ladies and gentlemen, we are filling time. We are filling time. We didn't see a new movie this week. So manageable, a vegetable, unique New York. Really? You're going to do tongue I'm, exercises? I'm doing my warm-ups in the middle of the episode. That's middle bad. of the... Ep- People pay for this. Um, so, Drewster... Uh, why? How come... <laughs> I just had a thought. You should start a... Um, a plumbing like uh, uh like a snake plumbing business, and you can call yourself Drewster Clogburn. <laughs> or all I do, and, and I, I just unclog drains. I burn your clogs, baby. That's all I do. That's I, what I, I do. Clogs. You got a clog? I'm gonna come and burn it. Drewster Clogburn to the rescue. That's a picture of you as John Wayne as a uh, Drewster Cogburn with uh, flaming guns. With flaming guns, but instead of guns, they're uh, the, the snake things that you use yeah, for but, for a toilet. But they're on fire. Yeah, sure, fire. Yeah, I'm fine with fire. <laughs> Let people know this is how we burn it out. <laughs> this the name is literal. We burn your clogs. Um, that's not good for methane, right? No, not good. <laughs> flare up face flares. Oh. I have to wear a, a welder's a mask, <laughs> a bomb suit, a full on uh, just in case I ignite the whole line. A full on aluminium suit. Uh, Drew Stagagburn, of uh, Philip. Baker Hall passed away. Mm-hmm. Philip Baker Hall was ninety years old. Okay, so lived a full life. So congratulations, sir. You did it. Yeah, I mean, you, you you'd be sad about it. It's not a tragedy. No, I mean, at least he like if he died in a helicopter crash. Then, yeah, it was, yeah, so yeah, it'd, yeah, it'd yeah. be a bit of a tragedy. Yeah. No but, matter but the he, age, he, he died of being ninety. <laughs> he died of ninety. <laughs> you know, uh, but this guy, man, look at this. Look at this. Also, this is very funny. So this is from the Hollywood Reporter. I was going to say, just look at this, this this guy's face. It's so expressive with all the lines and how old he is. Like, he looked like this for as long as, as I've long known as this I've, guy, yeah. right? But then the picture they use is from, it looks like his red carpet appearance, like promo picture for the movie Fired Up. And then the tagline is, three guys, 300 girls, you do the math. And that's the picture they use for this guy. It's like obituary article at the, at the Hollywood Reporter. That's that's why he looks so sad. He's like, I'm yeah. here for the movie Fired Up. <laughs> I can't believe I'm this, here for this. This, this movie paid movie. for my for my mortgage for the next couple of uh-huh. months. My reverse mortgage or whatever. I don't know how that works when you're old. Uh, 
Um, a lot of people may know him as Lieutenant Bookman from the uh, the Seinfeld random Seinfeld episode where he was the uh, the library mm-hmm. officer, right? And he played the whole thing completely straight. Yeah. Uh, and he kept it like, listen here, pal. You think the library's about this guy? <laughs> yeah, he's like old old school fucking 50s detective yes. bo- about books. About the library. <laughs> and then Jerry Seinfeld, who was not an actor, doing his damnedest to not just full out laugh at yeah. how good this guy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's smiling the whole scene. Like, he can't be like, this is... But it works for the character. because He's like, this is ridiculous. This whole thing's absurd. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson loved him. Loved him. He's in Boogie Nights. He's in Magnolia. His first movie is uh, Hard Eight. It's a great uh, movie. Great movie. It's the original title of that movie is Sydney, and he's the main character. He plays uh, Sydney, although he's the main character, but it's like John C. Riley's movie really? type of thing. You know what I mean? Man, the scenes that Philip Baker Hall has with Samuel L. Jackson when they're in the car, he's like, "I know about your, I know what you did, and I have all the evidence on you, and I'm gonna blackmail you right now." Oh, it's so good, so good. Uh, Philip Baker Hall did this movie first. He did a play. What was it called? The name has to be on here. He did a play where it's a one-man performance, and he's Richard Nixon. Okay. Like, listening back to tapes, I think, and just, like, journaling and, and jotting things down, being insane, being insane Nixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did the play. It was a hit, and they turned it into a movie. And it's just, like, like lock-style, Philip Baker Hall in an office yeah. for an hour and a half being Nixon. Uh, man, was that the secret honor? Secret honor is what it's called. 1984 is the film version. Um, he was in Michael Mann's The Insider, right? I haven't seen that movie in a minute. I, is it time to rewatch The Insider? God damn it, Drew Sikak, I don't have time for this shit. You gotta watch new stuff. I gotta watch new stuff, but fuck, it's been a minute since I've seen The Insider. That's Michael Mann, baby. Oh, and this is funny. This uh, Hollywood Reporter article points out that uh, within a span of a couple years, he was in two movies about the Zodiac killer, the Zodiac in 2005. And then David Fincher's Zodiac in 2007, where he was the, um, the disgraced, uh, handwriting mm-hmm. sample guy. Yep. You're right. He was. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's great, man. So reliable. This guy, he was always good. No matter what, even if the movie was bad or the show was bad, you know, he's just killing it, man. He's just good. Um, Here's a Roger Ebert quote. Philip Baker Hall has been in the movie since 1975 and has been on a lot of TV shows, even Seinfeld. He's familiar in a way. He looks middle-aged and a little sad and grown up. Many Americans linger in adolescence, but Hall is the kind of man who puts on a tie before he leaves the house. Uh, what's that in reference to? Oh, that's for that's for his Hard Eight review that Roger Ebert wrote. Um, anyway... The rest of this episode obviously can be dedicated to memory of Philip Baker Hall, PHB. Wait, no, that's not right. PBH. <laughs> oh boy, letters are hard, guys. Letters are hard. <clears throat> Talking is difficult. <laughs> All this stuff. <laughs> My mouth is dry for some reason. Brain hurts. Oh, that's just life. That's just life. So you see that? Um, yeah. Well, you you sent me a, a thing, right? Uh, Ryan Gosling's uh, Ken yeah. picture. Yeah, and then flipped around. It's got a fucking pink scorpion on the back. Yeah, someone it's had like, a pink scorpion to his vest. What fucking movie is this going to be? God, that's, that, that <laughs> sounds like a good movie. That's a Barbie movie I want to watch. Yeah, we finally... I want to watch Nicholas Wending Reffin's Barbie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Greta Gerwig. <laughs> I want to see Reffin's version. <laughs> Reffin's fucked up ex- th- exploitation God version. God damn it. We already saw Neon Demon. 
That's oh, you know, that's movie. fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's his Barbie movie. Yeah, his Barbie movie is at the end. He's like, maybe the vampires. <laughs> also, I mean, I mean, they definitely eat people. They definitely, they <laughs> definitely eat people. They definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's a weird ass movie. Um, that's a, yeah, that's a funny picture. Him, he looks insane. Mm-hmm. He, um, but that movie is gonna yeah. be insane. He looks great for being forty-one years old. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, for being our age. I mean, we could look like that if, if we I had his resources and the drive and, money, and desire. Yeah, if our, and the time. If, 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 if it, that was our career, if that was my job, yes, yeah. I could look that way, Chris. Yes, but I don't. That's not what I get paid for. If, if it was my job, I could like Chris Pratt it out. And yeah. man, he did an interview. He's very open about this stuff. He did an interview recently. I don't even like the guy. Where he talked about how well it was oh it was he was talking to Paul Shear. That's why I was like sticking around. I think it popped up on TikTok. And they asked him about his diet and what 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 can he eat? Uh, oh no, it was the Doughboys podcast because it's about food. So he's talking to these fucking fat idiots because he well, it was in the, this guy Mike Mitchell's in the Tomorrow War movie. So it's like, hey, can you go do my podcast? <laughs> so they gave him like forty minutes and they asked him about what he's eating in his diet. He's like, man, I haven't had a delicious meal in like eight years. It, <laughs> it sucks. I don't like food. I have a bad relationship with food now, mm-hmm. and it's a bummer. Yeah. Um, and he he doesn't even like. I guess he looks kind of, he, when he takes his shirt off, he looks fit, but sometimes he didn't even joke about it in the second one. A little like, doughy. You, like, you look a little doughy there, buddy. You know, it's hard for some people to have that body. Your yeah. bo- Some people's bodies just don't want to do that. Uh, have that unattainable, someone unattainable. I mean, people are attaining it. It's happening. I, mean, yeah, I seeing, see him I'm on seeing, TikTok and, and Instagram and shit. <laughs> I see it all, all over the place. I'm, I'm seeing these hot ass fitfluencers, you know, I'm like, shit, I guess maybe I should be looking like that. No, you shouldn't. It's fine. Yeah, no, I'm going to eat this ice cream. Mm-hmm. It's not even ice cream. It's frozen dairy dessert. That's how sad I'm getting. It's half corn syrup. <laughs> Here's the thing, Chris. You eat, we probably have about the same diet. We probably do, actually. <laughs> and that's what you get. Genetics, this is, man. This is what I get. You so. know what? But if uh, if it was like nuclear winter, I might have a better chance to survive in the cold. Oh, well, yeah. No, I mean, you you would survive. I mean, if if we were the same, like, skill set and everything, you would actually survive longer because you could go longer without food. Without food. Just like on the Alone show. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, if we both did Alone just by, uh, if we ran out of food at the same time. Yeah, I would tap out way earlier. Just like I was like your body literally yeah like i need i, need, I, I got i got nothing fat i got, fat, I got, I, so I got no fat, fat stores i have so much <laughs> fat to burn you need some fat let me give you some fat <laughs> I, I have no fat stores. i'd be so happy to give you this fat you can have my body won't, my body will reject it yeah it will be gross it'll be a gross horrible like cronenbergian type of mm-hmm. oh maybe we should make a movie about people <laughs> trying amateur fat transfers <laughs> that's horrible I make this one for the AMS, a, AMSMR. What's the crowd? What's the word of the letters? I think it's ASMR. Thank you very much. I think. Thank you. I'll take it. That works for me. I'm still. Why am I still scrolling through the same Philip Baker Hall art? Um, we were talking about Ken and shit. Oh man, we saw new trailers in front of what was in front of JP Dominion. No, JW Dominion. Uh, we saw. Have you seen that one already? The new because I don't watch them if they're online. The new Thor: Love and Thunder. The new. The fuller one. The one with mm-hmm. uh, that shows Gore, the God Butcher. Okay, yeah. Right? Do you remember that scene yeah. in front of Jurassic World? Mm-hmm. Was that your first time seeing it? That was my first Maybe. time seeing it. But I've seen pictures of Gore like all over the place. I've seen a couple pictures, but this is my first time seeing him in his world, and he's in like a black and white world, yeah. which is uh, stands out in a fun way against all of the other stuff. Well, and especially with his eyes being orange, too, like that, and that being the real like only color. Yeah, that's weird looking, man. That's, I like it. That's very strange. I'm looking forward to Anything to do with Gore and Christian Bale. Yeah. That, that's the thing I'm most looking to fo- most looking forward to now. I mean, speaking of Marvel, I don't know. I think somebody posted it in our Facebook group, the Tuco with the Infinity Stones. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Someone you did see post that? that. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was fucking amazing. Well, Chris. We, gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta get Tuco in the MCU now, man. Like I still like I want. Guy, I want to see that. I want. I, I want that to be fucking Marvel canon. I want Tuco to be the one fucking snorting the Infinity Stones and beating the shit out of fucking I mean, Thanos. I mean, Tuco, Tuco is a badass. It's so funny. He's like the the first Breaking Bad villain. Right, the uh, show got so much bigger and crazier after him, but Tuco holds holds a place in everyone's heart as yeah, like he's bonkers, that dude. fucking insane guy. <laughs> and then they brought him back for a better call. So that was smart, just for the beginning. Um, when's that show coming back? It's like a month away. Goddamn. Um, let's talk about some bad people being bad real quick. Okay. All right. The uh, Kevin Spacey has been granted bail at his first hearing on UK sex charges. Okay. Uh, so he's dealing with that. He is dealing with it. And in the best way possible, he got himself some unconditional bail on Thursday morning. This is for uh, charges against him by three men between the years 2005 and 2013. Well, I mean, he, he is still rich and white, and I'm pretty sure it's the same in the UK as it is in America. In many ways, it is. Absolutely. And in many ways, just like he saw what happened with Johnny Depp, he's like, maybe I can get this one in a in the court of public opinion. No. And get people to sway some shit. Uh, he was not asked to enter a formal plea, but his lawyer said the actor, quote, strenuously denies any and all criminality in this case. And, well, the, and the UK has a different legal system than we do, so things are they a do. bit different. They got barristers, they wear wigs, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is different, that's for sure. After UK prosecutors authorized police to charge Spacey last month, the actor said in a statement to Good Morning America that he would face the charges in court. He vowed to prove my innocence, according to the Associated Press. He ran London's renowned Old Vic Theatre from 2004 to 2015, serving as its artistic director. And most of these, if not all of these charges, stem from his time working at that theater. They still want him, I'm sure. Boy, oh boy, this is going to be fun. Another celebrity uh, sex crime case. Enjoyable. Sex crime. Speaking of uh, uh, men being bad, Vince McMahon Mm -hmm. got himself in some trouble. Okay. Uh, What's the one thing to get other... If you're a successful white man in America, what's the one thing you can do to get other successful white men to be mad at you? Fuck with their money? Fuck with their money, Drusa <laughs> Cockburn. Um, Vince McMahon has voluntarily stepped back from his responsibilities as CEO and chairman while the board investigates claims of misconduct against the executive. There are allegations that he offered a $3 million settlement to a former female employee with whom he had an affair. Uh, yeah, it's basically... Paying, paying. I mean, sleeping with sleeping with underlings and then paying them off to not talk about it. Here's the thing, Vince. If you're gonna do that, you pay that out of the money that you took from the company, <laughs> not from the company's money. Yeah, that can't be good. That's not good. I mean, if you need to siphon more your way to get it done, I'm sure there are ways of doing that. Uh, also, but... also, it's rumored that the the news, the 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 the, the allegations, like the way it slipped to the media and it slipped out, it came from someone on the board. So it's like a play to push him out, to get him out of there. Um, his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, stepped down. Not stepped down. She stepped away from the company a month ago from her role. Ooh. Uh, she, she, she was already on the board. She, she knew something was coming. Maybe. And was like, man, fuck this. I am out. That's possible. <laughs> That's possible. She stepped away a month ago and said, I, I just need to take some time for, with my family. The family sure. she's got with the, the kids she's got with the old old Paul Levesque Hunter Hearst Thompson over mm-hmm. there who is also on the board. Yeah, they're both on the board. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens when you marry into the McMahon family. That is what happens. And yeah. you wrestle for WWF for how long? Since <clears throat> ninety early nineties, ninety two, ninety two, ninety four. 
He was with them for like 15 years, 15, 20 years before he retired. Um, he, uh, there's like, tw- it's like a 20 person board. So that's just two of the people. Okay. We're not saying it's them. Anyway, the, um, no one cares. Vince McMahon has to step back. Stephanie McMahon is now assuming a chair, per- like the CEO position. She's coming back after only a month away. It's being like, I gotta take time away from my family. And I was like, shit, now I got to run shit. Unless that's what she wanted. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. Secession. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're all watching the same shows. I'm not watching that show. Oh, you I should. Need, so I know I need to. It's on the list, buddy. I had to watch Ouija: Origins of Evil first. I was, I was about to say if you didn't, if you did, if you don't watch that, then like you don't under you don't. You, there's uh one of the guys from Secession is doing commercial work now, and it's like, hey, it's the Secession kid. Oh, really? <laughs> That's funny. It's like when uh, what's his name goes. Yeah, exactly. He's doing the. the I think it's a Secession the, guy. The Uber Eats commercials. Oh, is he? Oh, the have Uber you, Eats, the have, one who's like uh, about eating stuff. Uh huh. He's the one guy that I don't recognize. Yes. Because otherwise it's yep. Trevor Noah and Nicole. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Uh, he, he, he's from Secession. I'm like, as I'm watching, he's, as I'm watching, I see that commercial often because yeah. it's, uh, it's on Pluto TV, yep. right? Yep. I'm watching a lot of Pluto TV lately because I'm depressed. And uh, yeah, it's always like this guy. I'm like, this guy's weirdly like, these are dumb commercials. He's really compelling. And also, yeah. why is he like alongside all these other like well-known people? Uh-huh. Yeah. He's from Secession. And I was like, he has to be from something. Yeah. And it's really weird watching Gwyneth Paltrow eat her vagina candle. Gwyneth Paltrow, that was weird. Yeah, I mean, she well, is th- so, that means she's in on the joke. That's the thing. She is, <laughs> she is always as as she's in as on a, it. <laughs> in a bubble, privileged white woman goop. All this shit that she does and says over the years, and she misspeaks often, and and then she performed and words in Paris yeah. with Kanye uh-huh. and Jay Z yeah. on stage, but she said the words like yeah. you're not Gwyneth. Yeah. yeah. As problematic as she can get sometimes as a rich white woman, uh, there's also times when she does like the Halloween photo shoot yes. where she's ahead in the box. Uh-huh. Or, or, or she, she ma- eats her own vagina and it goes, yeah. ooh. Or she's making <laughs> jokes about, you know, can I eat? Yeah. Is this how cleanses uh-huh. work? Yes. You know, like she's making fun of the goop thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it's annoying. <laughs> it's annoying how good it is. Yeah. It's annoying. It it's annoying. Uh, people are complicated. The world uh-huh. is awful. It's good yeah. and awful. Agreed. I want to like Gwyneth Paltrow, but she does something <laughs> dumb. I'm like, I guess I don't like you. I don't know, Gwyneth. You're confusing me. You've always confused me my whole life. My whole life. I enjoy, I've always enjoyed her in movies. Uh, I mean, it's funny how, like, she has retired from acting, but she signed some, like, devil with the deal Marvel contract 20 years ago where she has to pop up anytime Tony Stark needs gravitas, and then she's always, like, there to squeeze out the tears when no needed. no idea what's going on. No idea. She's like, I was in a Spider-Man movie? <laughs> like, yeah, you were in a Spider-Man movie. Like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, you watch a scene, and she's like, she's good. <laughs> she's so good. Why is she so good? Um... Yeah, it's it's annoying how much I enjoyed the Uber Eats commercials with her, and I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, yeah, I'm sick of those commercials, but yes. Oh yeah, no, totally sick of them, especially when they play them five times in a row. I know, guys, you get it. I already, I use it. I don't give a shit about ethics, corporate ethics. I use it. I use it to order my Chick Fil A all the time. (laughs) Um, so James Patterson. He had he had a funny couple of days this week. The Sunday Times interview was it the Sunday Times? This interview came out on Sunday, where he said, um, "Where where is it? This is great." James Patterson, you know all the books that he wrote. How successful this guy is? He's seventy five years old. He's a seventy five year old white man. That's important. He said he is quote worried that it is hard for white men to get writing gigs in film, theater, TV, or publishing. <laughs> 
He's, what? He's then quoted as saying, it's just another form of racism. What's that all about? Can you get a job? Yes. Is it harder? Yes. He continued, quote, it's even harder for older writers. You don't meet many 52-year-old white, 52-year-old white males. I couldn't tell you how many of the last, like, billion-dollar franchises have been written by old yeah, white men. By 40, 50-year-old white men. <laughs> Jay. All of them. Oh, what's man. What's that motherfucker? R.R. Martin, whatever the fuck his oh, name is. Oh, my God. Old white man. He's he's controlled culture for so long, right? And old white women. J.K. Rowling. How old is she? She's got to be in her 40s or 50s. Still. Um, James Patterson is over here that, according to Forbes, last year made... $80 million. Yeah, so he can shut the fuck up, too. This poor guy. I only made $80 million last year. Uh, poor white men. Anyway, so life came at him fast. <laughs> mm. uh, a couple days later, according to Deadline, this is on Tuesday, James Patterson, um, quote, I apologize for saying white male writers having trouble finding work is a form of racism, end quote. <laughs> no, actually, he has a little more to say. I absolutely do not believe that racism is practiced against white writers. Please know that I strongly support a diversity of voices being heard in literature and Hollywood elsewhere. Uh, so got let me just backtrack on everything that I just said. Dolly Parton gave him a call. Listen, Dolly, let me <laughs> let me teach you about 150 years of American, <laughs> American history real quick. You're a smart man. Let's talk about this. Um, meanwhile, after that quote came out, I was like, this motherfucker. I was at Target looking for that run, that run Rose Run book that he, he co-wrote with Dolly Parton. They didn't have it and stuff. Maybe because it's so popular. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> People buy books these days. I was surprised to see they even had books. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 494 of Cinema Crespedisto. I am your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the studio, wheezing some juice, buddy. And then does he do like a... Like a weird sound effect, a weird mouth yeah. effect. Because mm-hmm. he's the weasel. Was that? Did he do that live? Could he actually do that? Or was that eighty yard? In I wonder. Did Pauly Shore have know. a weird sound mouth thing that he could do? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's Drew Chicago and Drew. Uh, top three Pauly Shore movies are number one, Biodome. Number two, Son in Law. Number three, In the Army Now. Explain. No, number three is Goofy movie. It's the Leaning Tower of Cheese. That's right. He was the friend, and it's a very Weasley character, dude. It's it's Polly Shore as a a goofy. Was he a literal like a like Like he was a a weasel? No, he was a dog. Yeah, he he was one of the weird goofy dogs, but not not the Pluto dog because apparently there are different breeds of dogs. One of them where they're sentient, and the other one where they're just dogs. Yeah, yeah, because Pluto's a dog, but Pluto's a dog, but Goofy is also also dog. But Goofy would walk Pluto. Yeah. Um, it's weird. Is uh, it's weird, Chris. It is weird. Okay. <laughs> no, did you ever think I, about I'm that? I'm thinking about that. <laughs> so, first off, dogs. Second, Biodome. Son-in-law. Goofy. Goofy. Goofy movie. Goofy, goofy movie. Goofy, goofy movie. Yeah. Wasn't there? I Arthur? think it may be a very goofy movie. Perhaps. Maybe. 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 Maybe that's very true. Um, Polly Shore, very important in our in our uh, our culture, and uh, and we pay respect. I mean, so for a little bit of time, oddly enough, yes. <laughs> Why was he everywhere? I don't know, but he he was like the hottest shit in the world for like five years. For like five years, starting with Encino Man, where he's the third lead. Yeah, he's behind Sean Astin and Brendan Fraser, Brendan and people are like, let's give of those three, let's give this that guy, guy yeah. more movies. Uh-huh. He was also in the Kid and Play movie, Class Act. I'm sure he was. And, uh, was he in any of the house parties? I don't know. You Maybe, watch those movies, probably. those kid and play movies? I Yes. Like, I, I vaguely remember them. 
Class Act is the only one that I watched multiple times. I'm pretty sure it's regarded as like the worst one. I'm sure, even including like yeah. House Party three. I think Twelve. they've done. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> um, man, the '90s. That was a different time. Odd time. Odd time. Different time. Uh, you know what else was a different time? The, the the '50s and the '60s. And I guess all time is just different times. Yeah. Or is it all? Does that make it all the same then? Maybe. If it's all the, different, the, just remember, Chris. The only constant is change. That's true. That's true. Uh, change, uh, but that depends on how you look at it. That's if you're looking at a thing at a fixed at a, as a series of fixed points, <laughs> then yes, it changes throughout that series of fixed points. But if you stand back and you just look at the at, at the wheel as a whole, um, there is no change because the change is already in it. It's there. I think this is a I think it's a conversation for our time crimes episode that we probably Tim and Crimmins. We'll go back. Cross yeah, we'll go back and add that. I'll, well, I'll cut this out of here and add it to that episode. Sure right in the, it'll fit. I can find uh-huh. it fit somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. Yeah. No? All right, I'll just leave it. Uh, we did an episode on time crimes. Come on, a couple weeks, guys. So we, it's worth watching. It's, oh, yeah. Watch it. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Currently. Watch it. It's also short. Yeah. It's like 70 minutes. <laughs> it's 90. It's short. Watch it, guys. But you got to read subtitles. Oh, damn it. Unless you know Espanol. What's in this? I don't have Espanol. I don't know Espanol. You don't know Espanol? No. Uh, if you listen no, to no, no, that's when you can find the sap. Then, okay. right? Um, no, the subtitle is what you want to put on. So, uh, guys, we're talking Elvis, the 2022 oh, film, oh, Elvis movie, and it's a Baz Luhrmann. Yes, it is. It's the opposite of a short movie. It's a long. It movie. is a long movie. <laughs> it is also a fucking fever dream and a goddamn almost neon nightmare. And I'm not sure where to get away. Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, intense in your face. It's Baz Luhrmann. I mean, the first 15 minutes, I almost got motion sickness. And I've never gotten motion sickness in my life, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's... The, he he found this, like, a transition where it's... The, the, something spins, Ooh. something goes in a circle, Ooh. and the camera pushes in on it, and then it morphs into usually, a, like, a, a clock or a roulette wheel or something, and it spins back out uh, and it reverses out. He does that, I don't know, half a dozen times oh. in the first 20 minutes of this uh-huh. movie. He... Baz Luhrmann and his editor, they're just going... They're, they're bonkers. They're doing this. They're like, what if the movie was on Barbiturates? Yes. Well, I mean, that's what... That's pretty much the movie he made. Like, instead of Elvis being on the drugs, I think the movie, the movie was actually on drugs. Yeah, the movie itself was a little... Uh, it's a little wonky at times. And then, like like a drug, it comes down for a while in mm-hmm. the middle, and it slows down as it gets a little more granular in certain aspects of his life. But it and does, then, like, cover the whole fucking life. And then it realizes what it's done to itself, and then it dies. <laughs> yeah. Then in the movie dies <laughs> with with closing credits, uh, closing title cards that remind us that Elvis's legacy lives on. And we're like, yeah, big budget movie about Elvis that we just watched. That I just watched. We know for two and a half hours. We know Elvis yeah. is still still matters because we're, we're here. We're, we're in this theater. Where I just watched a man transform in my mind into Elvis for two and a half hours. Yeah, dude, this Austin. Like he actually did it. This Austin Butler. Like there was a point in time where I was like, is he Elvis? Is he? This guy's good. Like. This guy, my brain almost tricked me. It's like uh, I think I almost accepted him as actual Elvis. It was good. It was like Chadwick Boseman as James Brown type of thing. Like oh. this guy, he's he's nailing the stage presence and. Uh, well, he, it's man. not that he's nailing the stage presence. He also has the same stage presence. Oddly, well, enough. yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's like that's hard to do. You're trying yeah. to re- replicate charisma. You know, you know, Elvis impersonators. How many Elvis yeah. impersonators are out there? Do you know, like, a million. Look at this. But the, if this guy comes swaggering the, in, there's an entire a, bad action movie. Starring Elvis impersonators. 3,000 miles. <laughs> 3,000 miles to Graceland. 
Kurt Russell, who was Elvis in the 1979 made-for-TV movie that is not available for streaming unless you're willing to watch comes, it and fucked up, like, 10-minute chunks on YouTube. Comes back to play an Elvis impersonator. Comes back to play an Elvis impersonator. That must have been on purpose. I had to be. Like, come do it yeah. again. Come do it again, buddy. The pictures online I, of Kurt Russell as Elvis and all the different outfits and everything, man, it looks so it's good. It's bonkers. It's so good. I want to... I'm going to have to get it on, like, Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm just going to have to buy a physical copy of this fucking movie that's probably so just weird. mediocre. But it's, John, it's a John Carpenter movie too. Christ Almighty, John Carpenter's Elvis. I'm gonna, uh, so I'll, uh, what I'll do is I'll buy that on Blu-ray. Would you watch that with yes. me? It's two hours will, and fifty minutes because it's made for TV. I will watch John Carpenter's Elvis movie right. starring fucking Kurt Russell. Right, cool. that, <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll buy it and then we'll watch it and do an episode. On is there it. any body horror? <laughs> Does, or does, there'd be a siege. Elvis stops a siege on a police precinct. Does, does, does a thing show up out of nowhere? Oh that would be awesome. <laughs> The movie ends with Elvis. Is Elvis the thing? Instead of Elvis dying, it ends with him being like, I'm going to take a some minute to uh, Antarctic expedition. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to wear his beard. I'll be right back. <laughs> Show thing, Elvis. Show thing, Elvis. Austin Butler's fantastic. Yeah, this thing. he is. Uh, Tom Hanks is... Tom Hanks. Doing a thing. <laughs> he's do- Yeah, he, he, he made a choice, mm-hmm. and he's stuck with it. There must be, obviously, and I haven't looked it up, must be actual footage of Colonel Tom Parker. Doesn't talk like that. Right? He doesn't talk? You don't think he talks like that? Nope. He's just, he's just a guy who talks like normal. And well, he's he, like, I mean, I mean, he, he, he was a Dutch national, so yeah. a bit of a Dutch accent, but apparently the American accent that he ended up having from spending so much time in America was yeah. more Southern. Sure. He claims to be from West Virginia when he talks to people. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a weird. And then the, the fat suit and the nose piece and yeah. the, the neck thing. Well, and the, all the, the, the neck stuff and the fat suit, that was definitely to get across like the what the dude actually looked like. Yeah. The, no, the nose piece was weird. It was so, so pronounced I lo- on his face. I looked up pictures of the dude. The dude didn't have that weird, funky nose. So they were like, we're going to make this guy but straight was, up gremlin. There was a lot of things apparently that aren't. True. Oh, in this movie. sure. So, I don't. Like, I don't expect poetic license. Exactly. If you will. Exactly. You know. Uh, I mean, the, the main beats are, but like the way some of the things happen, it's not the way it happened. I mean, the end result was the same, but yeah, how I'll, they got to the end result, right? It's like the big beats are there. Uh, obviously, they're going to move things around, mash things up. They're going to ignore certain a lot uh, of things, certain, <laughs> certain people's ages when they're hooking up with Elvis. Looking at you, Priscilla. Priscilla. Fourteen. Priscilla. No way. Don't worry about it. Fourteen. It was a, it was a different time. This Four- was, Chris. This was the 50s? I was in the 50s? 14. Dude. In the 50s, 14 was like 21. So they could legally drink? Could and, they? And vote? When did drinking laws become? Oh, uh, well, but... When did that could, start? Could women even vote back in the 50s? In the 50s, yeah. It was a brand new right for them. <laughs> They're like, we just got this right. It's awesome. Uh, let's put some Republicans in office so they can stack Duh. the Supreme. No, I'm going to talk about that right now. <laughs> and I obviously this movie ignores the, the more most problematic aspects yes. of this. Okay. So, you know, but it does the, take the, other the, things. The sex off. with the underage girls yeah. and uh, well, it's not even just sex. It's, the marriage. It's, of a, an it's a full-on girl. grooming of, yeah. of an underage uh-huh. of an underage woman. Uh, yeah. Um, and the drugs. And how old was he at that time? He must have been at least mid twenties. At least he was going to the army. Twenty-five, probably twenty-six. Seventies, when you said forty, yeah, mid twenties. Come on, that's like a, probably a ten year. Di- no, come on, <laughs> come on, King, come on, King. But then the movie does a weird thing where I feel like it's um, like on Presley's behalf, on the on the half of Presley's estate, it's trying to like correct some, uh, trying to 
course correct his image no, for the 21st bit. century right so like there's a scene where there's a press conference just random press conference some guys like it's a king of rock and roll it's like no it's not me hold on and, and brings fats domino no. out like this is the king which pro- probably really happened i mean yeah probably or, but but at that time did not get any press did get any press so people <laughs> are just like yeah whatever king this yeah. is the king of rock and roll this white guy uh-huh. here and then you know uh in the 90s and the 2000s were all like king of rock and roll my ass this guy stole black music uh, but then at the time I was like no I'm, I'm, this is, I'm doing this guy's stuff this yeah. is already just you know so the movie takes that head on too where yeah. early on it, where the fact that pretty much the entirety of Elvis's catalog is just covers yeah just covers covers <laughs> covers of, of, of black uh, black music church music uh, 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 blues music and um, and this movie is like right away when it's like the song's super popular, right? The whole thing where Tom Parker hears him for the yeah. first time, and it, it's obviously like a, uh, a, a quote colored. They use the word color. It's a quote a colored song. Yeah. Like no way they let some colored boy on this hayride yeah. broadcast. It's a white boy. Like, That's the thing. <laughs> and the camera pushes it yeah. on him. He's white, and then it pushes it on, yeah. on that guy yeah. Hank Snow, and he, and he turns on, looks at him, <laughs> and he's crazy. He's like, he's white, and then Tom Parker, he's like. You see, you see the, the dollar wheels signs. turning. Yes, <laughs> you see the dollar signs in his eyes in a fucking cartoon. Yes, ching. And, and then I swear to so God, that, that's how we do it. We just yeah. we, the, their music's great, but nobody will listen to it because they're black. We just put just fucking we, figured it out. I just found a white guy that can do it. Yes, exactly. It, it takes that head on, and then meanwhile, it cuts to Elvis, and he's going to hang out on Beale Street, and he's like hanging out with BB King, yeah. and uh, and we get a great little Richard Tutti Fruity mm-hmm. performance, where it's like, oh, this song really cooks. You know the way the way yeah. he's doing. And he even mentioned specifically, yeah. like, I like this guy's version. So it's like the movie's going out of its way. Like, no, Elvis knew what he was doing, why he was doing it. Didn't see it as appropriation, just saw it as like, well, I like what these guys are doing. This movie, this is the music that they say it over and over. It's what makes me happy and what makes mm-hmm. me feel good. That that by the end of the movie, that's like the only theme. The theme is that, and people are bad. They take advantage of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Whether yeah. whether it be Colonel Parker or Cousin Billy, because even Cousin Billy. Oh, everybody. Like, no. Just leeching off. Mm-hmm. That's a thing I felt like they didn't do enough of in the movie. Show the leeching. Show the the mismanagement of the funds. They they allude to it. They mention it a couple of times, but then at the towards the end, he's like, "We're broke." And he's like, "What are you talking about? Well, all this money spending." And he looks around, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah." <laughs> and it's like, hey, we really didn't see this. But also, this movie's two hours and forty minutes long. Do we need to see it? Do you no. want to see that? No, I mean I did, but the, you didn't get it though. You saw other stuff, which was all. I don't know what you would cut though. And, that's the thing. We're trying to tell so much of a story. Well, you're trying to tell an entire life story. This is this is limited series type stuff. Not, yeah. You know, the music biopic, we've already said this works best if you focus on a small part and let that small part speak for the whole. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you do, maybe do a little a, a little prequel how you got to this section of his life. Yeah, yeah. And then focus on one small story that you can show a larger story from. And then you can do flashbacks to relevant yeah. events in his life, like quick ones here and there, yeah. but you're focusing on this period. If I think it was up to me having watched this movie, I would have focused on the last five years right there with the... The, the the Vegas uh, residencies, the desire to go international, um, that was clearly the beginning of the end for all of it. Mm-hmm. Do that flashback to all the flashback to him being young, being young, doing right. this, blah, blah, blah. Like, like oh yeah, we're poor, grew up in, yeah, in the it, black in the black tenements. But and, if that's the know. case, we got we we got to cast a different Elvis. Mm, you may be tempted <laughs> to cast, then yes, you would be you would be much more tempted. You would have to then cast a forty year old. A thirty-five to forty-year-old man, as opposed to Austin. Can you look up Austin Butler's age? He must be twenty-five. 
clearly. Oh, that he's got the baby face. Oh, I think he does have. He may, he's gonna have perma perma baby face for a while, I believe. Um, very smooth. smooth. He's thirty. He's thirty. Yeah, that's the right age for someone who needs to portray someone in their twenties and in their forties, right? Um, they didn't fat him up at all, at all, until the very end. Uh, for one scene, one scene at the end, which then they blend, and then transition to real oh. Elvis, the his final performance. Which I gotta say, man, I was like. I mean, yeah, this guy still got it. He's fucking talented. This, 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 I mean, this fucking he he wasn't just like man. a dude that you know was a untalented hack that was just a celebrity. Like yeah. motherfucker had the goods. He had the goods. He was compelling the people, and uh, and then also the wiggle. Yeah, I like how much time the movie spent on all the, the wiggling, wiggle, the wiggle, yeah. the wiggle, uh-huh. and what it did to women. Yes, the monologue Tom Parker has about when he looks at the woman's oh, face. Dude, not sure if she should be enjoying. Yes, this. and she's yes. like in Qu- pain and questioning like, her religion right, oh there, right then and there. She's like, "I want that man's dick yeah. all over me, but I'm not supposed to. But I want it so bad." Yes. So this is like the first, I don't know, fifteen minutes of the movie is the, is the. Quick opening, but the montage opening, the welcome to the Las Vegas sign that when you see the movie, you're like, holy shit, that's huge. Right? No. It's that. It's it's P- Parker explaining who he is, uh, uh, and then explaining the snowman thing, the, the con yeah. man thing, uh, and then how he first heard Elvis and he wants to go see him. It's all done pretty quickly, the first 15 minutes. Throughout all that stuff, that, that I was like, when he got to doing the monologue and talking about the girl, I was like, is this, or did we, is this the greatest movie ever made? What's happening I'm here? Just, I, was so, I was so into it. Man, I mean, I if, if they were going to keep up this weird hallucinogenic fever dream fucking that would have been speed racer meets fucking yes. dr strange <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that would have been a completely different movie i might have been down for that but and and at 90 minutes yeah. not not two hours and yeah, 40 no, see that that i would i would have watched the elvis crank Elvis crank. <laughs> i would have watched that that would have been fucking bonkers Fo- focus on the drug use do elvis crank that that could have been like a like 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 an LSD movie surprise for like eternity. Like, yes. Like people are like, hey, have you seen this movie on us? Have you seen this? dude? Have you seen the fucking Elvis movie on us? Yeah, it becomes bro. it becomes a college dorm room. Yeah. It's guys, uh-huh. you want to watch the Elvis movie <laughs> again, got, dude. I got I got these I got these black Buddhas. Come on, let's do them and, and watch this movie. Are you crazy? The Elvis movie. Shit's We're gonna bonkers. watch it back. We're gonna watch it back to back. Shit's bonkers. Um, yeah, it has to slow down. It slows down when he then he moves to his. We see him with his family. It's, it's like, Mama, things are going to get between us. Um, for a while, up in, even including that scene, I felt like, are they just going to show Elvis as like a, like a myth and a, and a, 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 a legendary figure? <laughs> Some ethereal being that's yes. just kind of floating through the movie. Exactly. that. Like he's affecting people's lives but always in the background. Because like with his mom, when he was talking to his mom, she was in the foreground, you know, just drinking yeah. this poor lady. And uh, he's in the doorway, mostly out of focus. And I'm like, if they do, this, are they going to pull this out for two hours where he's just always <laughs> in the background? But then, like, very quickly, like, yeah. oh, he has like full on actual scenes and stuff. Um, it, it, is a, it is a wild, it's a wild movie. It's wacky. I mean, but so, but it's such a, uh, you don't like you, you like I like I like Elvis. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I do. I like his voice. I'm just not into. That older style sure. of music it is all, I never have been. It's fifties rock. I, mean, I appreciate it for what it is because yeah. it laid the fucking building blocks for sure. all of the music that I currently listen to. Yes, and oddly enough, a lot of the music that I currently listen to are covering fucking Elvis at this point in time. Oh, hell so yeah. Hell yeah, you know, things like, come around. Things come around. It slightly. is what it is. But like that style, I'm just not not into. Sure, uh, and I think it's we not also my bag. I think we also differ on Boz Lerman's now uh, his. 
what do you call it? Anachronistic use of music. Yes, I cannot. I do time inappropriate music. I do not want any more modern hip hop in my Baz <laughs> period pieces. It's fucking weird. That's funny. See, I, I, I'm like, I just, I like it. I like. It. I was also like, yes, they're doing it. Here's some trap beats with like Elvis in the background. Going, oh, yeah, uh huh. But then, but then it's someone like well, rapping over it. Well, well, yeah, and the, and the funny thing was when we were watching it, all of a sudden I look over and Marissa is staring right oh, yeah. at me, like looking at my fucking awful she, reaction, she like my jaw reaction. just dropping, like fuck, no, they did it again. I, I think I think Marissa just like she more enjoys watching you watch a movie than yeah. actually watching the movie itself. She's like, what's this guy getting? <laughs> She's always looking for that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, "Ooh, Drew's not gonna like no, this." No, and they did. But I'm into they, it. they did it like twice in a row too. They did. They did yeah. at least two times, right? Oh. I was like, "I'm into this." <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Uh, and then I even just I like to point out the uh, very speed racer. Like before, you mentioned speed racer, yeah. the WB opening logo. That's like all the the gems and the, and the, like the folding, oldest. And it's doing the fucking Doctor Strange thing. Yes, it's like that folding it in. in and out of itself and yes. turning into different stuff. Yes, yeah, so almost a oscillosopy one. Yes. When that was happening, I was like, here, here we go. All <laughs> right. These people have an idea. <laughs> I need to see what I see what they're going for. Um, Austin Butler's fantastic. Uh, I, I feel like if you like, if you're up for a Baz Luhrmann film. If you like, if you, you know, if you like if, his if, Moulin Rouge's and Romeo and Juliet's and stuff. If you like Baz Luhrmann, if you like Elvis. And especially if you like Elvis. If you like, if you like both of the, or if you just like musicals in general. I'm not like if, musicals, but, but like music, a, a music based movie, yeah, music based music, movie. Yeah. If you like any of those things, this is your type of I, movie. I think so. If you did, you like Walk the Line? Do you like Ray? Do you like uh, any of these soup to nuts? He was a child. He was a star. He had a fall. He had a rise. He died. Any yeah. any sort of story like that? And, I mean, not really. This is, this, they're, they're not really my type of movies honestly, for whatever reason. They're not your, they're not your type. Uh, if you had to rank those kind, like even those, Ray, Walk the Line, and then this one, how would you rank the, like those three movies? I mean, I think. Uh, uh, yeah. I remember mean, Ray it was so long ago. I don't. A, first of all, I I'm not sure if I've ever seen Ray. Oh, all right, well, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be it's absolutely fine. honest, it was a big deal when it came out. In yeah. hindsight, it's fine. Well, uh, walk the line, but you saw that. Yeah, I saw walk the line. I only once saw again, it like, like one time. Once again, like uh, Johnny Cash is one of those influential mm-hmm. musicians. But you don't go out of your way listening to Johnny Cash. But I don't ever. listen to Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So, so this Bohemian uh, Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. That's more recent. That I enjoyed. But right. Once again, you like Queen. I like Queen. Rocket Man. I. Rocket Man was weird, and I I actually enjoyed it I, because it had like a a, a more of a, a distinct take on yeah. on the genre uh-huh. instead of just doing it straightforward. Yeah. Like, no, let's fantasy it up a bit. Uh, I also like that it stops at sobriety. Like, we're not going to cover the whole career, beginning to sobriety, and mm-hmm. then once he's sober, we don't care anymore. Story's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Story's boring. At hey, that he point. just turns into a regular rich old white man. He's just, a, he's just a rich old gay white man with a beautiful family. He's <laughs> just having a good time. Who cares anymore? It's uh, no drama. Yeah, Rocket Man, and that's the thing. El- Elton John of like, even of that between Johnny Cash, um, Queen, and now Elvis, uh, Elton John is the one that I by far listen to the least, like the least. I mean, um, but man, I, really I know like his hits. Movie. I don't know any of the deep cuts or any, or if 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 it's a song that hasn't been playing on the radio yeah. or in a movie, yeah. then I do not know the that Elton John song. Now, Rocket Man did it through the thing where, yeah, for me, I was like that. I was like, oh, yeah, the song Rocket Man, sure. I know one or two mm-hmm. others, um, 
but then that movie got me so good. I was like, I'm going to actually listen to some Elton John and see if there's more mm-hmm. stuff that I'm like, eh, you know, it's fine. There's it's some what, stuff. Yeah, it's some. He's, I mean, he's there, done so I much. Th- I think there's maybe like 10 Elton John songs I know. Yeah, I could put together to like a, a Greatest Hits album. I could put together a playlist that's like album length of Elton John songs that I could go back to. Um, I feel like for me, maybe Elvis is the same way. I listen to Elvis as a child, as a literal, you know, no. eight-year-old with my, looking at my mom's records, having getting a, being gifted a few records, like cassette tapes. I listen to Elvis as a kid. Uh, I, I never not liked it, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, I was into all the music and movie. I like the scene where he's he's like, I got this, I got this big sound idea, this big band, and he puts together this big band, and they're rehearsing. Uh, and it's Elvis conducting an orchestra. Yes, he's going around. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the best part is when he gets to the horn section. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he gives them like a sort of a, a staccato rhythm. They do it. It's like octave up. They do it. And everyone's like, they cheer for him. And it's like oh, with the trumpets. He goes, you're trumpets. fucking. That's what I'm saying. He's he's Elvis conductor. He's uh, like, Elvis, like a, Elvis <laughs> conductor. It's so much fun. It's so that was a, that's. There's a lot of really fun, cool sequences. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about. This movie. Here's the thing about Elvis. The thing is that I like it and that it's very good. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was okay. And you thought it was okay. You thought it was okay? You're not going to go back to it. No, never. I, I could see myself. It's not my type of movie. On a level like, uh, you know, if I ever rewatch a Boz Lerman, there was a time I was re- oh, I, I mean, was, I was watching Romeo and Juliet over and over again. I mean, I... Was that Ro- high school? Ro- Romeo and Juliet was... That's a different, that good, man. weird... Shakespeare. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but at the same time, like... For the most part, I don't like Baz Luhrmann movies. I've I've come to realize. Okay, I've seen a lot of them. Have you seen Australia? Why? No, yeah, no one has. <laughs> even Austra- even Australians are like Baz. It's a little on the nose. Mo- it's a little on the nose, mate. I don't, I don't care. A little, little, little heavy on the hammer, mate. Don't you think? Go back to. Uh... <laughs> Can we do another Moulin Rouge? Ooh, Moulin Rouge too. Duh. What happens at the end Moulin of the first Rouge one? Duh. Moulin Rouge. Duh. Part no, but they'll do the verse of the hot shots. <laughs> Moulin Rouge, part. Two and they hit the two really hard. Like, whoa, you're American. Um, I was gonna say with the uh, the uh, never mind. I was gonna say it's not spell. All right. It's pretty funny how since it was Elvis, when I walked into the theater, I was like, this crowd looks so older. And then the first couple trailers were like um, old people, old people, old people. Miss Harris goes to Paris, <laughs> uh, which Marissa yeah. won. Oh my god, she was like, as soon as she saw Christian Pure, she's like, I want to see this. Movie. <laughs> Um, what was the one before that? The really cheesy one was the um, when the based on another book. Like three of the trailers yeah. were like based on books. One when the when crawdad where where the crawdad sing or something. Oh, that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Like all these trailers aimed at the older audience. And then Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but I told you why the Black Adam's in there. Yeah, yeah. And it tracks. Chris. It tracks. It's all DC Warner. It tracks. There's a, there's the Shazam references and Elvis. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It is weird. I mean, if you if you know your comic history, it's it's a Shazam reference. Yeah. If not, you're just like, what is this? And maybe that's just a, also a weirdly accurate thing. We're like, yeah. oh, Elvis as a child, he's been on record talking sure. talking about comics yeah. and Shazam Junior. Um, Captain Marvel Jr. Shazam Jr. Who then became Shazam Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Marvel, Marvel. (laughs) Oh, that's someone else. Um, That is, actually. (laughs) That's someone else. Completely someone else. Obi-Wan. Yes. Episode part six. So good. Man, what a a great... So good. What a great series. Uh, I guess somewhat spoilery for the next couple minutes for Obi-Wan if you haven't... You can skip a whole, skip ahead a couple minutes because there's some specific I do want to talk about. In three, what, the, two, one. The awesome Vader battle. Oh, the Vader battle incredible. <laughs> it was an incredible Vader battle. It was so much fun. I wish it was shot a little less shaky, but well. that's you know it's over with. Whatever. Uh, it told a story. The battle itself yeah. told a story. 
um, the the imagery of the of the uh, Vader's all like fucked up. Obi-Wan oh, dude, got him. watching watching Vader actually take damage was yeah. satisfying. Yeah, it's like wow, someone got him. someone <laughs> got the best of him for the first time until Since... like, until he's old old man. Yeah. And it's really it's like the Emperor. Uh, the Emperor zaps him, right? Yeah. Or, or, no, or no, Luke beats him. Well, Luke, Luke beats him down, cuts off his hand, and then yeah. Emperor comes in. He's like, I'm a zap, I'm a zappa. And then Vader picks him up and tosses him. And then the zapping fucks up his, his yeah. suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an old man anyway at that point. Well, so, yeah. uh, uh, is he even that old, though? I guess not. He's still only being like his 50s. Yeah, I mean, this dude, Star Wars timeline well, got compressed. Well, and you have to, in, I mean, according to Star Wars lore, mm-hmm. like, the dark side does do things to Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. As Emperor, you progress. Yeah, yeah, Emperor looks, looks bad all the time. I like how we got a younger-looking, ugly-emperor in this one. Cause yeah. Because uh-huh. it's, like, sort of prequel, well, yeah, but, emperor And we got a ugly, younger Vader in this one, too. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> the slashing of the helmet, great imagery. Dude, that was, yeah. And then Hayden underneath. He like, actually did it. Hayden brought it, bro. He was good. He, he actually did it. Hayden is good. I still don't like series. him, but he You don't have to like him, but... <laughs> He, they need him to do a thing. He did it. He did it. He looked awesome. Uh, I like the blending of his voice with the with James, the James Earl at the end. Yeah, because yeah. like it's like half broken, yep. so he can cheat that way. Like, okay, fine. You you sold me, guys. You did it. You figured it out. And then at the very end, fucking Taken shows up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna show you some stuff, they, they, bro. They, been, been, they were building up to have the whole series. They better have, like you dude, know, it was coming. If 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 the Neesons didn't come back yeah. for at least one quick scene, which is all it took, I like I'd have been really angry. Yeah, he's like, "Where you been, Master? <laughs> been here all alone. You just ready to see me? Yeah, well, this is satisfying. This is good. This is good. This makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And then also the uh, when he gets to meet young Luke and gives him the hello there, the, yeah. uh, the, the classic hello there. Yeah. Who else can make hello there work as good as uh, Ewan McGregor? And I guess technically Alec Guinness too. Yeah, um, yeah, man, that's a great, it's a great fun show. And if they do another season, cool. If not, I'm fine. I mean, like they left it in a place where I'm like I'm happy to just imagine. I am totally okay. Yeah, with it being done, but at the same time, I would, I would love to see more Vader story. Yeah, I would also love to see. I mean, it'd be kind of lame if Obi-Wan was just kind of hanging out in the desert for 10 years, not really doing much. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's communicating with Gwygon a bit. But even still. uh, Yeah, for the most part, he's just chilling. um, And then... uh, So, I mean, I love seeing old uh, man Ewan McGregor kicking ass, so mm. that's always fun. What I don't want to see, but it's probably the one that's going to get made, Mm. is some sort of young Leia series. And I am just... I mean, I... Yeah, as as much I like her as, as a character. I don't need as, a as, as, as much as it worked. Yeah. for this series, I would, that was the least interesting storyline. I think I got I, I yeah I gotta agree. I mean I mean it was the it was a thrust of like you know why he's out there and Reno's uh, using and her as bait and all that and it's fine. But I'd much rather see like Lee. We already know what's happening with Lee. Lee Princess Lee and then General Organa. Like mm-hmm. we we get Leah's full story. Yeah. I don't need any more gaps filled in. Um, uh, the Reva, they left Reva open. Where's mm-hmm. she gonna be? She's in this universe now. She's a character looking for redemption. Is she though, mm-hmm. or is all those years of being uh, working for the Empire is that gonna like did that do something to her? Where she's mm-hmm. still always gonna be out for herself. Who knows? But she can come back. Um, there's a handful of characters in this that they could revisit, bring back in certain ways. The Kamal on Johnny, like another uh, character seeking redemption. You know, the con man who's mm-hmm. like. Faking a Jedi long enough, then he starts feeling um, sense of responsibility for people and things like that. I mean, it's all it's all good character work and stuff, you know. It's a good show, I think, and looked good. Yeah, 
it looked it like looked like a uh, the closest to the movies like a Star Wars show. Yes, <laughs> no, it looked like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, as opposed to like even the shows. Um, it's like they paid it the proper amount of respect. They put some respect on that shit. I mean, it's pretty much a direct sequel yep. to Episode Three. Yeah. So yeah, it's Episode Four. It's split into six parts, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, man, that cameos and stuff was good. It was good. Um, all right. A PFT Media Production.